you know what? I was I'm I'm talking with Marlon right now, and oh wait. Tony's frozen. You guys have been frozen the whole time. <laughs> I just haven't moved. Now <laughs> I'm like fucking, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? I just stay so still and move so uncontrollably <laughs> slow. Is your Wi-Fi off, babe? Probably not. You're probably like fucking scrolling stories on IG. Just eating up bandwidth. Not stories, but... Tony's a lot more clear now. It's like HD resolution, so right. I think we're good. <laughs> Nice. How was your day, buddy? Uh, not too bad. Got yeah. some sun. Pretty straightforward day. Drove to the valley. Um, had to go to a memorial and then came back and did dinner with like the extended family and then pretty much brought Malcolm home, put him to bed and then watched the two and a half hours worth of content for tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And once, and once you factor in pausing into that, it's like another 30 minutes added in. Uh, yeah. Especially when you pause to like write down confessionals that you then don't need because you forget the <laughs> challenge stats is an account. Yeah. Shout out to challenge stats uh, on IG for fucking helping us do this fantasy season. For real. Uh, for um, real hellish yeah. shouts to them because you guys are going to come in clutch this fucking for all of this. So oh, I'm yeah. actually going to link them below probably every single episode, but <laughs> <laughs> challenge stats. Uh, that's an awesome page. I do like them a lot. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I did my own notes two weeks for, in a row for both shows. Holy shit. And and get this. It gets better. Not only did he do his own notes for both shows, but he did his own notes for both shows while I was writing notes for both shows. Like he knew I was taking notes and he still decided to take his own notes for both shows. I was very proud. Thank you. Thank very you. Nice. Uh, just. Yeah, I'm going to save this one for later, but uh, we spent, uh, you know, part of the day going to the grocery store, which is always fun. Oh, my God. A blast. It's, you know, it's just one of those top 10 things is being an adult that you get to do. I'm just saying, like, anywhere that has more than, like, 10 people, I just, I don't want to be there. Agreed. That's fair. I tend to just put my <laughs> headphones on and just go in, um, even if they're not connected by Bluetooth to my phone, even if they're just headphones to work as a buffer. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it works. But it's a great it's a great place to listen to podcasts. That's basically what I do is I will go grocery shopping. I will knock out an episode of a podcast between stores and I'm good to go. Huh. That's actually not a bad idea. No, it, it's actually a really good idea, except we have kids. Well, yeah, we have kids and we always go together. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> nobody talks to you when I'm with you. But but yeah, you're my I was just about to say you're my buffer, like because when I go by myself, it's just me and the kids like people will literally come up and like try to talk to me. People will like try to touch the toddler. And it's like, first of all, keep your fucking hands off of people's kids. OK. Stop coming up to people in the grocery store and touching their kids. Just leave people's kids alone, okay? It's not okay to do that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but they don't do that when Rick's with me. It's not like, I mean, Tony, you're looking at me. I'm not an intimidating guy, especially, um, you know, I think once you get to know me and talk to me, I, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. But I guess I just got resting dick face or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've said it a few times on here, but I have resting indifference. And people yeah. just look at me and they're like, nah, not worth the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. worth the effort. <laughs> yeah. It, like, I don't know. 
that or I'm really fucking ugly and people just don't want to approach us because they're just like, oh, God, I feel so bad for her. <laughs> you're, you're dumb. That's dumb. Self-deprecating humor at its best, folks. That's what we get to do here. Um, I have a stinking suspicion that our animal just went I hope to the you bathroom. have a sneaking suspicion. No, a stinking, hmm. yeah, stinking, for sure. And stinking, yeah, you can, you yeah. can go take care of that. I'm going to go take care of this real quick, and uh, I'll be right back. Sounds good. Our cat pooed somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I just cleaned the litter yeah. boxes, so at least they're on brand. Our cat shits right outside the door where the litter box is inside the door. Oh, that's And handy. he shits on the outside of the door. He won't shit in his litter box. We don't understand why. <laughs> Is driving me. He'll go in there and piss in there, but he will not shit in his litter box. I don't. He'll just shit in the hallway right outside the door. Jenga, don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? Any insight? No. <laughs> okay. She's I'm like, not I'm, not, him out. I'm not giving away the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tattle on him. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Is it Jenga? <laughs> <laughs> Ivan's probably going to be here soon. We should right. probably get this show started before they take over the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? We shall. All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for turning. Uh, Jesus. It's going to be a long <laughs> night. Thanks, everyone, for turning up the heat. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sweating already, guys. Because this episode's going to be fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it once. I'll say it again. Don't pay for the full seat. You only need the edge. <laughs> You guys are such fools. <laughs> Fuck it, I just thought of Olive Garden when you're here, your family. <laughs> that was great. Unlimited breadsticks. Uh, <laughs> those fucking breadsticks. They're so good. Oh my God. Everything else there is trash other than the breadsticks. <clears throat> and if Facts. anyone says differently, you can buy it through restaurant supply companies. There you go. <laughs> Fun fact. Challenge Fandom Podcast is not sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> Nor will we be now. <laughs> Their food's crap, but they have free breadsticks. Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> you know, but El Pollo Loco hit us up. <laughs> Crazy chicken. <laughs> San Diego, German for a whale's vagina. <laughs> you, I, have you seen Anchorman? No. Oh, God, we're watching that later. Oh, great. Karina, you just oh, set yourself no. up for that one. <laughs> I yeah, did. I should have said yes. Lobbed it and I'm just... Mm. Should have like, yes, I've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> fucked up, A.A. Ron. Oh. All right, let's try this again without going into another six minutes of intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Fuck. I'm sorry. I can hear you in my ear. I can hear you too. You're sitting over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I muted her and it still didn't work. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're back with another episode of uh, the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable. There we go, guys. 
Woo. Anyways, we're going to be recapping All Stars 3, episode 10. Coming for the crown? Yeah, like they could have done better than that. It's actually just a dentist episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The root canal section was wild. Um, But no, it was a good episode, and we're going to dive completely into that. We're also going to be recapping Challenge USA, uh, going over our uh, fantasy picks for that season, how we're scoring it, how we're going to determine who wins, I suppose. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, And yeah, I hope you guys are willing to stay tuned for probably about a three-hour episode. (laughs) So let's rock and roll. Yeah. Um, All right. So for the episode 10s, the way it starts out is they recap all of part one of the final. Um, if you want to know more about the recap of the previous episode, listen to our previous episode and we'll give you that information. Starts off with uh, where we left off, which was them racing towards the kayaks. Um, they're partnered up as Nehemiah, Kayla, Brad, John, a uh, Mark and Kellyanne and Wes and Naya. Um, I didn't really catch who got into the water first. I, you know, yeah, I didn't really catch yeah. it. It was last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It they cut so in. Without like, information, tune in to last week's episode. <laughs> Bingo. Where we said it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that Brad was up towards the front because I remember he was screaming for Jean A, who was in the back. So yeah, maybe Brad, right, Nehemiah, ish, Wes, one of those three, probably. Not to use a a nautical term, but it's pretty even keel. Um, <laughs> they all sort of ran into the water and then it ended the episode. Yeah. And they were, it was like a mishmash of everybody. So even if one partner was ahead, the other one was kind of behind. So yeah, it was anyone's game. And it's not like they gave once again, any separation between last time I, on and currently on. Thank you. Yeah. So I was going to no say the same thing. I, yeah. I felt like, again, it was just like, I was watching the previously on. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh wait, I've never seen this before i've never seen mark and kellyanne out in front and you know wes and i are struggling in the water. like i was like okay this is new stuff right now like there's just no separation to it i don't i don't know it's weird weird no, i think it's them just i don't i don't i don't want to make assumptions i don't know yeah so um but with that being said uh so we uh see them running in the water like mid fucking bay watch slow motion <laughs> um they hop into their kayaks and take off from what I remember. I think it was Kellyanne and Mark kind of leading the pack. Yeah. And then, yep. uh, and then from there it was kind of a lot closer between second and third with uh, ne- Nehemiah. Yeah. Nehemiah and, and Kayla. Uh, yeah. Nehemiah and Kayla um, were in second and then uh, Brad and John, a, Brad right? and John a, and then yeah, Wes and Naya struggled <sighs> so quite a bit. When they first said kayaking, I thought, <laughs> oh, they're going to kayak like, you know, out to like a buoy and back like they did last time. But this time they're actually kayaking for quite a distance. I, yeah, uh, to know yeah. nautical terms, I don't know how far it was. It looked but like they fucking went a, like across a body of water, though. So I'd say it was at least like. I don't know, 10,000 meters. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? I'm just guessing. It's all camera angles. Yeah, it was. If you want to see how far it was, go watch the episode. Um, you know, but it was, it was <laughs> but it was a lot closer between second and third, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, uh, it was quite the distance back to, uh, Wes and Naya. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. They were way out there. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe like probably like, 45 minutes behind everybody well, else. N- Naya said, she said she was like, it got to a point where she couldn't even like see people anymore. It was just like, she could just see like the dots out in the water in front of her, but she couldn't like see 
the people anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah. damn, y'all were way back there. Well, it's one of those things, too. Like, I am of the opinion, sort of like when Kellyanne was like when she just sort of laid down and waited for them to come. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in expending your energy when you know that you're last. Yeah. Because you're getting one point no matter when you get there. The only difference that it's going to make is it gives first, second, and third time to rest. Yeah. But as far as like actually getting any advantage, you don't. So I mean, I I think that they did the right thing by just absolutely taking their time at that point. Yeah. Because they didn't really push themselves. They didn't really expend any energy. Mm-hmm. They did literally just paddle right. until they got there. Because no matter when they got there, they were getting a point. They, yeah, they were getting last place. Exactly. Well, and I mean, and like Wes was like being super cool about it and like super chill with Naya about it. And I loved her little confessional there where she was like, dude, she was like, you know, Wes is being nice and supportive and he's not yelling at me or anything. And she's like. But I know the men in the house know not to try me like that. And I'm like, yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> well, and, and and I think it goes to what Tony said. Like, once you know you're going to lose and it's all of a sudden, am I going to lose by two minutes or am I going to lose by 45? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so here's a question, though. Hmm. Do you think that the do you think that the part with the yacht where it was just cushy and they were just like here go spend the night on the yacht i know i'm getting ahead but do you think that was because there were so many instances of people realizing they were last and then just taking their time so that it messed with the timing of the actual final and then they were just like you know what we don't actually have time to do this thing we're just gonna say stuff it put them on the yacht let them have the night and then Hmm. start in the morning because like possible the, and the reason I know we're like super, super fresh into this episode, but I'm already going to drop a survivor reference. But I know that <laughs> when uh, Christian Hubicki was in one of the challenges and he was there for like five hours, it actually screwed with production of the rest of like that episode yeah. being yeah. shot. So they had to like rearrange everything because that challenge was not supposed to last that long. Mm. So if like if Wes and Naya are setting them back like an hour. Right. And then there were any other delays at any other point, then it could just be that they didn't have the time to do whatever overnight garbage that they were going to do to them. So yeah. instead they, they toss them on the yacht. It's possible. I Yeah. I wouldn't, it, we've seen plenty of uh, examples of production moving parts of a final around on the fly and yeah. total madness yeah. with that blizzard with double agents with the hurricane towards Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I haven't really heard anything about spies lies. It looks like they were in a pretty warm area in what was that? Romania or Croatia? I forget. Yeah. But if you Croatia, re- Croatia, that's right. If you remember back when we talked to Jody, she told us that on the gauntlet Two, that whack ass ridiculous excuse for a final that they had on gauntlet Two was actually not supposed to be the final. And that the the male like veterans or whatever had seen part of the actual final. And so production just fucking had to change it last minute. And that's why it was like dumb shit. Like here, eat as many taquitos as you can or whatever the fuck it was like. So um, it's I mean, it's always possible, you know, like if something happens and, you know, for production to just kind of like have to move shit around, you know, it's it's possible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the kayaking uh, portion ends up. Uh, rounding out like this, Mark and Kellyanne get first, uh, Nehemiah and Kayla get second, and on their starboard was Brad and John A getting third. 
And then uh, in the way back was Nyan Wesk in fourth. <laughs> I had to throw in that nautical term just to match you there, Tony. Wesk jumps in with a confessional right here and he goes, uh, you know, tr- the true test to a, a challenger is if they can take a hit to the face and keep on going. Uh, not verbatim what he said, but basic idea. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a it's a good point. A little bit of uh, foreshadowing as well, because mm-hmm. uh very rarely do you see one person just completely dominate the whole challenge and never fuck off at all. Yeah. It's a rare occurrence that that happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the next portion, uh, it breaks down as uh, Brad versus Wes, Mark versus Nehemiah, John A versus Kayla, and Naya versus Kellyanne. And uh, they're going to be playing King of the Hill, um, which TJ lets him know is the same game that they played on the very first episode he was ever on, which was from the gauntlet too. Yeah. And it was the way they opened it. Yeah. It was literally like, he just like, it was the first time we ever saw TJ on screen. He walked out and walked down the dock and started the game right there. And that's how they decided the, the captains on the, that team. That's how Derek got fucked that season. Ugh. anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I just wanted to say really quick, I did like, uh, John A's approach to this because she was actually talking about it in her confessional while she was still, uh, rowing the kayak or whatever, but she had said that she wanted to try to pair herself up against the person who had the point, the as many points closest to her so that she could take the five points and ensure that that person gets zero. And then, you know, obviously she gets to shore and she goes up against Kayla, who is right behind her at this point, um, you know, and they get to do the king of the hill thing together. But I just thought that was like a really smart approach to like how she chose where she was going to stand when she got on the beach. Yeah, totally. I did like the way they added that little throwback in there for a second. Um, But uh, then I started thinking about this and here's my theme. And I've kind of like gone back and forth on this idea for a couple of days since we've seen the final. And that's who was actually going to give a hundred percent in this, you know, this matchup, right? It's for five points, but do you think Wes and Brad are really going going to go 100% at each other and try to expend all their energy on a wrestling match when you still have to run the rest of this final. Yeah. Before the end of day one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I was thinking because when I'm writing the notes and what triggered this thought was the first people upwards, Brad versus Wes. And Brad literally smoked Wes in like two seconds. Yeah. Like Wes yeah. even put up a fight, really. Yeah. And that's what kind of made me think of this situation. So it's possible. And like I- Wes already knew too that he's far enough ahead. Uh, going into this, he was uh, up on Nehemiah by one point, up by Brad by three points, and up on Mark by seven. Yeah. Yeah. My my only argument for that is that I feel like if it was intentional for Wes, then we would have gotten a confessional about him, from him, like, you know, letting yeah. us know how awesome he is. He just gave it up. Because he didn't need the, you know, like, I just, (laughs) it just seems very not West to brag about a move like that or make sure that we know that he didn't lose on purpose. You know, I don't know. No, no, that's a good point. And Wes is famous for his hubris. So there's that. (laughs) Um, Anyways, next matchup was uh, Naya versus Kellyanne. Oh, my God. Uh, I forget what Naya said right there. Do you know? Remember? So, well, first, Wes is like she looks like a small fucking child. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Talking <laughs> about Kellyanne out on the thing, I was like, that's messed up. Um, but anyway, so Naya does her confessional, and she's like, you know, talking about Kellyanne. She's like, I don't want to hurt you, but like you're going in the water. However, that happens is up to you. You know, you get to decide that kind of thing. And 
I think that Kellyanne was pretty smart in this moment. She didn't really put up too big of a fight to Naya. She just kind of charged her. Naya just kind of grabbed her by her life vest, picked her up and just kind of dropped her off the side of the freaking off the little floating dock. And it was pretty funny, but I do give her heart for actually running at Naya though. You know what I mean? Because she could have taken the way we've seen a lot of challengers do it, which is like stay on the outside and try to circle around. Yeah. She was like, fuck it. I'm just going to run at her. See what happens. She's not dumb. She knows, you know, she knows. So So. yeah, Naya gets that one. The next one, you know, for these matchups, I wish they were a little bit different, but it is what it is. Uh, So we got Mark and Nehemiah. I would have really liked to see Mark and Brad in this one. personally, Um, But Mark wins this one in about two seconds, showing up Brad a little bit. Uh, and then the next scene is they pull back on the camera and fucking Nehemiah is just laying there, like spread out, laying on his back in the water, just <laughs> taking it all in. Like, fuck it. Just let him pull me in. It, re- it reminded me of that moment of Nehemiah and Wes when they were just like out when they knew they were losing <laughs> on the little paddleboard things. Yeah. And they were like, we're just enjoying the the beautiful view or like whatever they were saying. Like, that's what that moment reminded me of. He was just like, oh, man, I just got my ass kicked. I'm just going to enjoy this view right now (laughs) yeah i you know once again smart strategy uh next one was uh honestly the best one i in my opinion it was john a versus kayla and uh they actually went at it and it was it seemed like actually a pretty fair matchup and uh surprised me because you know i i assumed kayla was going to be stronger than john a and what's going on jenga what do you think about this situation uh she thought that john a had it from the jump yeah, yeah that she makes didn't sense. think that Kayla had a chance because she knows that mom strength is a thing. It is a thing. Very astute, Jenga. And and as much as I'm like building this up as like it was the best matchup and it was pretty pretty good. Like as far as it wasn't Mark versus Nehemiah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it's, wasn't over in two seconds. It was over in about eight. I, I was gonna say about fifteen. Okay, I'll, I'll get because they did a cut scene. And yeah. they they didn't do that in any other one. There was no cut scene because they all lasted <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> Um, so, uh, obviously the winners on this one are, uh, Brad and Mark getting five points and then, uh, Naya and John a both getting five points. So I, I look, I'm not even going to talk about the points till later. Fuck the points. Yeah. I'm going to act like points don't matter until they matter. Yeah. It's like the challenge. We're going to, we're, we're going to over explain something, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the next, uh, pairings is Brad and John a Kayla and Wes. Mark and Naya, Nehemiah and Kellyanne. And uh, TJ informs them that they're going to have to run down this path and they're going to come to these sandbags. Uh, there's these sandbags. I don't know how many there are. hundred pounds. There's a hundred uh, pounds of sandbags. Yeah. Yeah. But it's probably what? Eight I sandbags or something like I think that. There's ten, I think there's 10 sandbags. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know that at one point, um, John A and Brad switched up the, the uh, like switched out who had what. And John A was carrying 60 and he was carrying 40. Yeah. Um, I want to say they're 10 pounds a piece. Yeah. So there's 10 sandbags. Yeah. And like you guys said, 100 pounds each. Yeah. Or all together. Each. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 100 pounds all together. And they had to carry it for an unspecified distance. I don't even want to assume. Nobody yeah, and, knows. And nobody knew. Foreshadowing. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's why. Like, so they get started and, and uh, Nehemiah and Kellyanne take half their bags, plan for two trips because they're like, we don't know how far it is. You know, yeah. we don't know how far we have to take these bags. So they take half their bags. But and Wes had the same idea. Cause yeah. Wes said like, it's smarter to take 
half of them and make two trips. Right. But they intentionally took one trip, hoping that it would pay off, hoping that everybody else would take two trips because it is the smarter thing to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. It just didn't pay off. Yeah, it just wasn't the right thing. But before they started this, I, I really like Brad's little confessional. He goes, <laughs> yep. uh, you know what sounds fun after wrestling Wes? <laughs> Carrying sandbags up a hill through a fucking jungle. How about that shit? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Let's I was go. like, fuck yes, Brad. <laughs> fuck yes. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like you guys said, so uh, Nehemiah and Kellyanne decide they're, they're not going to take all their sandbags. Everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah and Kellyanne get up there, drop off their sandbags first, turn around to go get the rest and start talking to everybody else. And they're like, did you grab all your sandbags? And they're like, yeah. And they're yeah. like, fuck. They finally realized. Yeah, they dropped them. Yeah. When they realized that they were like far enough out, they're like, yeah. okay, we should probably go get the rest of them because it's going to be a while. And then they realized that like they were kind of screwed. Yeah, yeah, that it was already over. And uh, it, so obviously, Mar or Kellyanne and Nehemiah start off first, and then it was Wes and Kayla, and then I believe Brad and John A. If I'm remembering that correctly, yep. maybe I'm, or maybe I have a mix. No, nope. yeah, I think nope, you're I right got it right. Mark and yeah. yeah, yeah. So and Mark and I are the third team leaving, uh, last team leaving because they yeah. pick up all the bags and they pretty quickly overtake. Uh, I believe it's. Um, they start passing everyone. everyone yeah, they, they pass get right Brad behind, and John A. They get right behind Kellyanne and Nehemiah. And when they have to turn end. around, Mark and Naya become first place. Yeah. And I love the part where they go to the confessional and Mark's talking about Naya. And he's <laughs> like, you know, she's tall. She's muscular. She's just carrying those things. She reminds me of me. And they do like the image where it's fucking Naya's head swap. on Mark. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> so great. It was so good. <laughs> it was surprising seeing John A. out carry Brad, but maybe it was a little bit of strategy on Brad's part. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. It was cool to see Naya getting more confident, though, during that whole yep. situation. It was. I loved that. Like, they killed that. Yeah, they really and did. It was nice to see John A. like take more of the weight than Brad as well. Like no matter the reason, and I don't know the reason, but like for that moment, because everybody's been talking all season about how dominant Brad is. Yeah. And then for Brad to get help from John a, who we've all been like championing this entire, like for a series. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two series. Well, and I love how she's like, you know, she's like, I got this. Like, I got some big babies or whatever. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, you know, but that it was weird. I didn't I didn't really understand that, you know, but I mean, I don't know. It, it was an awkward was, moment for Brad, but it was a great moment for John A. Yeah. And he was cramping and stuff earlier, too. So it could have just been like a continuation of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it ends up uh, finishing up is obviously Mark and Naya first. Uh, Wes and Kelly, uh, Kayla gets second, Brad and John a third. And of course, Kelly Ann and Nehemiah get fourth. Yeah. You know, it still looks relatively early in the day at this point because I've got the photo yeah. up with the. Yeah. You know, and there's still like light on their face yeah, quite a bit. It's weird. Um, but TJ announces that this is the overnight portion. And I'm thinking, all right, cool. What are they going to have to do? Sleep on this beach? You know, what's what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And the whole cast is thinking the, the same tree. thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
the whole cast is singing the same thing. Uh, Mark's having flashbacks to All Stars One, where they had to sleep on the fucking teeter totter or whatever it was. Yeah, it even flashes the like flagship ones because it showed like the one where like Tori was laying in the bed and the snake crawled up on the bed. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that one I mean? was messed like, up. That was by far one of the worst up. like sleep ones. Yeah, I was like, it. here's the two beds. You guys can sleep on them if you want. By the way, there's a chatillion snakes in the box no. with you. I'm cool. Enjoy. Yeah, and they can no climb. No thanks, I'll stand they on these can, steps. Yeah, yep. snakes can climb stuff, guys. Like, it just fucked up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Moving <thank> on. <laughs> so, you know, we're getting all of this, and then... TJ announces, you know what? You guys are all stars and you've proved, you know, how to do and handle even the worst finals. Um, so you see that yacht over there. That's where you guys are sleeping at night. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to flash back to our episode last week where we were like talking about the next week on and it had previewed TJ saying that I am sorry for what I'm about to say. And we had like so many like different you know, thoughts about what it could be like, oh, they're going to have to eat something. This is going to be the part where they have to eat something really gross or like somebody's going to get eliminated here, or like something like that. No, it ends up being something good. You're going to give them something good and put them on a yacht. Like, now, oh my God, that's disappointing. What I will say, though, is in that same conversation, I indicated that there would be a purge. Yes, you did. And that it would be based on the stars. You did. You and y'all were like, no way. They're not going to do a purge. That's not a thing they're going to do. Yeah. Well, you know what? Our <laughs> I'm, just gonna, mind, I'm just going to leave that there. Our hive mind was disconnected because Karina was trying to fucking hijack the signal. Hey, hey, what the F? I'm just saying you were saying, oh, <laughs> me, Tony, fuck? hive mind. I was like, no, fuck? no. What the fuck? What? You just throw me under the bus like that? For hive mind, I That's am. fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I to be fair, I was throwing both of you under the bus because I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get this part right. You just got you got half of it right. Yeah, it wasn't based on stars. I got two stars. Th- two thirds of it right. Which I'm is gonna, a pass. I'm gonna give you three fifths. Still a pass. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> no. um, so um, when go ahead, yeah. when DJ's telling them, you know, that you're gonna go out and you're gonna go sleep on this yacht or whatever. Okay, this is how much like paranoia I have about TJ. And I'm not even on the fucking show. okay? but like he says, he says to them, you know, you're gonna go sleep on this yacht, blah, blah, blah. And then he says the money is on the yacht. Make sure you spend time with the money. Go spend some time with the money. And I was like, oh, there's going to be some kind of twist about this. There's, they're going to have to memorize something like yep. writings on the chest, the, you know, the treasure chest or there's going to be something about yeah. it. Right. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. And the wild thing is, is Brad had the same idea. He was like, there's got to be a catch with this yacht. Oh, he thing. thought there was going to, yeah, yeah. there's going to be something yeah. bad on the yacht. I thought there was going to be something more to do with the money and the treasure chest being on the yacht, but it was no. Especially just, when it was locked. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh. And Johnny's like, do you have a key? <laughs> I was like, so what? Here's my thing. Like, I thought they were going to do something. Like, they get on this boat, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe they'll have to eat shitty food on the boat. Which will make it even worse because you got to eat shitty food and then you get seasickness. Well, no, it's a fucking five course like gourmet meal. Well, and and before that, they didn't even have to swim out to the fucking yacht. They got to get on a little fucking boat that took them out to the yacht. Like there was no work involved in this overnight portion of the final so, at all. The catering. 
There was a lot of work in the catering. Yeah, the catering there department. was work for they the caterers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did great. The production, film crew, like they all did work. But the, the funny thing is, though, is they gave it to them as a gift. There were no strings attached. They were given a meal. They were given a nice bed. They were on the yacht with the money like they were given everything. Yeah. But because they've been so conditioned to not accept anything at face value and to never trust TJ, which is valid. Yeah. None of them could enjoy it. None of them were able to fully just relax and enjoy the fact that they were on a yacht, that they were completely catered, that they got the night off in the middle of a final. Yeah. Because of the fact that everyone's been to a final before and everyone's had to deal with overnight. So even though it was a gift and it was super cushy, like they still weren't able to let their guard down the entire time because I, for one, especially when Kellyanne mentioned pirates fully expected TJ to show up on the boat in like the middle of the night (laughs) and and get them up, swim to shore, swim to shore. Let's go that. Yeah. And well, and that was the thing. Brad was so fucking paranoid about it. Like the Mm -hmm. whole time. Look, my only counter argument to no one could relax was the fact that Mark and Nehemiah recreated the Titanic. Scene. No, it was Wes and Nehemiah. That was Wes. Though. Was it? Are you it sure? It was Wes and I'm Nehemiah. I'm almost yep. positive it was I'm Mark. I'm 100% sure Unless it was Mark Wes Unless Mark spells and his name W-E-S or he was wearing Wes's shirt, <laughs> it was definitely Wes. I'll, get, I'll take your guys' word for it, but somebody recreated the Titanic scene, so. It was great. It was, yeah, it was yeah. definitely yeah, Wes and, and Nehemiah, and that made it even better. Like, I love their fucking friendship. It's so cute. I love that. Um, you know, just quickly because Mark was ahead. talking about his mom. Maybe that's, that's where you got it that's messed up because Mark was sitting over talking to Brad. Brad about his mom yeah. and how, um, you know, talks about her cancer again. And then, you know, he's like, you know, I know that no matter what happens in the final, she's just going to be proud that I was able to make it to a final like at this age and this stage in his life. Um, you know, and he talked about how anytime he feels any kind of like pain or discomfort, you know, that he calls upon his mom's name for strength. And it was just a really touching moment for Mark. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely Wes and Nehemiah up on the on the thing, fooling around. Mark was having an emotional moment with Brad. Like it was just it was it was a cool little vibe, but you could definitely tell everybody was like on edge while they were there. Yeah. I mean, the the only other thing I remember going on was. Uh, Naya, Johnny, and oh, Nehemiah cool. having having a glass of champagne, and I forget what they were talking about. So Naya ends up asking Johnny like what surprised her most about herself this season, and you know Johnny, yeah, Johnny talked about how you know it was like proving to herself and to everybody else that she's not afraid of an elimination, and you know that she can handle an elimination and make it through a season herself, whereas like. Last season, you know, she had MJ the whole time and this one, she kind of did it on her own. And then Naya talks about how, you know, for her, it was kind of proving to herself that she can do it and proving to herself that, you know, she can do it specifically without Jordan and that all her worrying and panicking about Jordan going home and thinking, oh, my God, my game is over. I can't do this by myself, you know, and finally seeing that she can do it by herself. And it wasn't about Jordan at any point in the game. It was always about her. Um, And so that was just a really touching moment, you know, and really awesome moment to see it kind of for me rounded out her growth um, and her storyline for this season. It rounded it out really well. Agreed. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) we end up ending the night. Well, not ending the night, but everybody kind of tries to go to bed. 
Mark's cuddling his mini me and uh, <laughs> having a little pep talk. Um, you know, nobody really sleeps, though, because the freaking waves are going and everybody's getting seasick. So I guess there's the downside to the yacht thing is that, you know, if you well, except Nehemiah, he said he slept just fine. I, but would, have, I would have been out like a I baby. Just, yeah, I'd have been fine. Yeah. I've slept on the water so many times in my life. Like, I'm cool. I'm, I'm honestly surprised because these are the OGs, you know, technically. And it's like none of you guys slept on a waterbed growing up. Really, though, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, bro. Like, like, I'm never mind. I was going to say, I remember being nope, nope, not nope. going to tell that story <laughs> anyway. So uh, after the West getting sick and, you know, them all having kind of bad nights, I think Tony alluded to Kellyanne talking about having dreams of pirates showing up. Is that uh, why you brought out the pirate flag? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe. No, I think it's Jenga in the background right now. I'm fucking trying to call out Ivan, but yeah. <laughs> Ivan's like passed out somewhere. So. Yeah, he had a he had a good shit and went and fell asleep somewhere. <laughs> That's like, fair. I'm, I'm spent. Yeah. One of the things we missed uh, from the conversation with John A. and Naya and Nehemiah was mm-hmm. when they were comparing um, war wounds from day one, and Nehemiah oh. said he was going to buy a new foot with his uh, with yeah. his winnings that didn't have blisters. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I wonder what a I new will... foot goes for. I don't know. That's a weird question. So let's keep this rolling. What? I was just going to say, it seems like out of everyone, Wes got the most screwed over by this, like this gift, because he got seasick. And I mean, it showed basically him and Kellyanne were the two that were sick, at least that it showed. Right. So in addition to the fact that he didn't even want the yacht, he wanted to keep going (laughs) because everybody was miserable. He was still good to go. This gives everybody an opportunity to feel refreshed. It then went a step further where everybody else got to feel refreshed and he ended up being worse off than he was when he got on the boat yeah. as a result. Yeah, So exactly. he really did not fare well with this and kind of adds like an extra level of disadvantage to his game. Yeah. No, 100% agreed on that. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of talked about it in his confessional too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but everybody kind of gets up the next day. They have a gourmet breakfast. Beautiful breakfast laid out. Berries, fruit, melon. Yeah. Get on their little boat. Take a ride back to shore. Like, my God. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they get sorry. back to shore. And, I'm uh, mad about that fucking boat. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's you're you're salty like the sea on this one. I am. There is a really heavy, heavy pirate ocean theme going through this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate it immensely. So <sighs> there you go. Um, anyways, they get to shore and TJ sitting there waiting for him. And he announces that the points that we've been so diligently keeping track of, making sure we knew where everybody was and how far away they were, really just mean whoever's in third and fourth place in points will now go into a purge that Tony 60% correct, uh, correctly predicted. <laughs> It's past, man. That's fuck. Oh, Seas get degrees. Yeah, it's almost like Starship Troopers. You're going to be like uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rat. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Anyways, you're welcome. Uh, TJ tells obviously the third and fourth place on both sides, male and women, uh, which turns out to be uh, Kellyanne and Kayla for the women. And then Mark and Brad Mm -hmm. for the guys. Yeah. That there was another thing at the house that they were supposed to be paying attention to. um, A map. Which was a map where every final had taken place. Of the finalists in the 
house. Yeah. Yeah. From all however many fine uh, finalists that started the season, there was a map of all the different finals in the different countries. Yeah, just that like they the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so these two uh, of each sex have to do a crossword puzzle uh, with the answers from the map. And they have a little key that they have to run over to. And then they got all the letters there and they're both on opposite sides of the board. So there's yeah. no cheating. Um, and you hear Naya and Johnny going back and forth saying, is karma real? Be is karma real for yeah. Kayla cheating last time? She really doesn't have the opportunity to this time. <laughs> well, and Naya gives that confessional where she's like, you know, she's she makes a joke about it. I actually didn't write this one down. I just remember it. Um, but she made a joke about, you know, Kayla cheating or whatever. Um, but really quick before we hop into this, this challenge, I just kind of wanted to talk about these points really quick, though, because even though they didn't end up counting for anything, I just want to point out that Naya started all the way in last place and then ended up finishing one point behind John A, which means that if it wasn't for John A getting those first five points when she originally started for her stars, it's like Naya, Naya killed everyone in every checkpoint. I just, that's all I want to point out. I know it doesn't do anything for day two because shocker, the challenge, you know, makes day one, like not fucking matter. We're so shocked by that. I, I was completely shocked for the yeah, record. Yeah. It was so, so shocking. I didn't expect that at all. It's taken aback. <laughs> Gobsmacked. <laughs> I'm still perplexed. <laughs> I'm flummoxed. We, we were bamboozled. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm over. It. I feel gaslighted. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, a valiant effort, sir. I tried. Um, so they get started on this crossword puzzle, and this might be fucking funnier than trivia. This was oh one of God. the top-notch moments in challenge oh my God. and in the annals of challenge history you didn't even notice it at first like i had to point it out to you specifically because and we only saw it because we happened to push pause no. because we were writing notes no the first one though, country <laughs> yes well, yeah the first one though is brad spells out the country of california good <laughs> lord son <laughs> God. And then uh, the and, best one. And but before that, uh, Mark <laughs> Mark gets called out by uh, Wes for spelling Brazil with an S, so it's Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. Somebody also spelled Thailand T Y L A N D, yes. and I don't know whose board it was. It was, it was Brad's. Brad. I have a photo <laughs> of it because I was fucking dying like TJ was. I have photos of TJ dying too because it was TJ just that was good. Laughing yep. his ass off. He just walked up and looks at Brad's board. <laughs> he just walks away. He starts laughing. Yeah, he had it spelled T Y L A N D for Thailand. <laughs> and then Brad did a, a promo for Thailand <laughs> for basket weaving and yes. fisheries, I believe. <laughs> Oh, oh god. my god it was like, so good fuck tj was bent over laughing <laughs> he was fucking dying so much i was crying watching this shit like it was so fucking funny i was like wait a second does that say thailand like ty i was fucking dying i mean oh it's my god phonically correct <sighs> wow um what was i gonna say oh <laughs> And Tony, with the foreshadowing from earlier, talking about how certain people couldn't sleep well and it, it, it affected them. And we get, you know, confessionals from Kellyanne about how she couldn't sleep and it was just she couldn't focus. Um, not that Kellyanne's strong suit is puzzles, but it, it didn't help. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, 
it is what it is with the guys, but it ends up karma is not real. And Kayla wins by just guessing and figuring out a crossword puzzle yeah. the way you figure them out. Yeah. I mean, she knew three off yeah. the top. So depending, and I don't know which three they were, but depending on which three she knew and the letters that are left, there are only kind of so many options. Yeah, exactly. Cause if USA, if USA wasn't one of the ones that she had, then invariably you're going to figure out that USA yeah is the three letter one exactly yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> it's not thailand i'll tell you that no matter how you spell it um so anyways kayla ends up beating kellyanne so kellyanne gets purged and she takes a long walk down the beach yeah no pina coladas i would like to point out that i 100 percent got hit in the feels watching kellyanne walk across that beach because yeah. i had already watched it once i watched it like when it aired and then watching again tonight, for whatever reason, as soon as it happened, it was just like a lump in my throat watching yeah. her mm-hmm. walk away. And just the way that she said that, cro- like when she looks at TJ and she's like, crosswords aren't my thing, Teej. Yeah. And it yeah. just like was crushing. She it, fought so hard this season. She really did. And you know what? I, I do agree with her. It just, it wasn't her final. It yeah. just wasn't. You know, she either caught a bad partner or a bad matchup on almost every turn. You know, just it, this one wasn't her. It wasn't in the cards. But well, and she recently had that call with her husband in the last one of the last few episodes where she talks about, you know, how sick she's been on this one and how she hasn't been feeling that well. So it's like, you know, she wasn't at her best for this final either. So, yeah. I mean, even considering that in like she did really well. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, no you know, so. no shade on Kelly. Just, Kellyanne just at sad all. for her. Yeah. yeah. And just because we are doing nautical themes and I did write it down before we started doing nautical themes, <laughs> I did write down that I do have to give props to Kayla because Kellyanne was her white whale all season. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Fucking wonderful, wonderful reference. <laughs> Fuck. I can't top that one. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the game, uh, Brad makes an epic, epic recovery from Thailand spelt T-Y <laughs> and ends up just smoking the rest of the puzzle somehow. By way of Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Argentina. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, ends up beating Mark. Um, so unfortunately, this is the end of Mark's run in this final. Yeah. Um, but I really loved his send off with everybody screaming Godfather to him. Ah, yeah. You know, it gives me goosebumps. Like, oh, I love it. And I mean, look, I know, I know, Mark's getting in the age where we think, oh, he should step. Certain people think he should step away, but I think we'll see Mark come back. Um, you yeah. know, there's already rumors of All Stars four. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but with that being said, still sad to see Mark and Kellyanne go. They they did have a really great season. Yeah. Um, so at this point, once they take the long walk down the beach, uh, TJ lets the remaining players know that, hey, uh, this is going to be a race with no more partners. And what you need to do is r- start running to the next checkpoint, basically. Yeah, he says first to the yacht gets the money. Um, there's going to be obstacles along the way, but the first to get there gets the money. Like there's no second or third place for the money. So which is, you know, not anything we didn't expect for especially for all stars. (laughs) Yeah, it's at least they're doing male and female winners now, which I appreciate. I do appreciate that. I will give them that. Um, So they take off running and uh, they uh, get to the next checkpoint. I think Wes is the first one there, if I remember correctly. And he's he's there pretty quickly. The next station they get to, which Wes beat everybody to, was uh, um, 
they have to eat food and they, he sees a little plaque that says, Hey, you have to eat two pounds of, I, they didn't even tell us what it was. It was just some nasty shit. I saw some, you know, some bugs in there, some maggots look like weird animal parts that I didn't want to name that had been sitting there in the heat and their own juice. Ugh. Hearts and yeah. brain mm, and whatever. I'm Ugh. sure intestines and a little bit of little livers bit, and a little bit of everything. Look, you Jenga is hungry. Jenga's like, you only have to eat two pounds of it. Yeah, <laughs> you get to pick what you eat. Uh, true. Yeah, that is the good part. Yeah, that is I saw the good part. it. I don't know who it was, but I did see someone pick up one of like those little cooked worm things. Like, mm-hmm. and like, ate that. I was like, that's just wasting your time. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> just, um, and you know what? Not the worst food event I've ever seen, but not, not the best by any means. Uh, it was pretty I bad. Would, it would, no pun intended, rival some of the worst food challenges that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the worst in my opinion. See, like, I think so bad. I think Double Agents was worse because you have that like, like all that stuff was soft and yeah, it's warm and it's gross. But like on Double Agents, they had to drink like a fucking half gallon of blood with like goat face that was like jerky <laughs> and like it's got hair on it still. Like, oh, that's fine, man. Like, I give me that over this because you've got meat sitting in the sun for however long. And it was a little bit of everything, at least with that one. You knew exactly what it was. You can plug your nose and down that blood chalice in one go or two goes <laughs> and then you only taste it the first time that you take your fingers off of your nose so then that's done yeah and then you just like go face to face with the sheep for 30 minutes of chewing yeah yeah but at least it's cold like it's out it's cold so it's not gonna be like okay I- Mine Gross. would be the bugs I, running around the plate and shit. That's what would I, get I see way. where you're coming from as far as that one was in the cold. But I do think maybe Rivals 2 was probably worse. It was really that one yes. was really bad. Yeah. Hence That's, my pun earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught it. You know, it yeah. was it was a delay catch, but I caught it. I still think Rivals 2 is the worst eating challenge that we've ever seen. Um, yeah. But this one is right lab. on its ass. <laughs> um, and you there know might what? have been ass on there. Look, I've got a strong stomach, but the one thing that just kind of gets me is the gratuitous shots of them puking nonstop. I mean, like, I'm not asking you to take it out because I I understand it plays its part. But like, even I I was like, oh, fuck. But like one of those shots, it was like a direct like over the camera shot. Yeah. So unfucking called for. I actually have this. All right. So one thing is they all get there eventually and they're all starting. There's no one pulling away in this. Everybody's fucking puking everywhere but i did find it kind of fucked up that nehemiah is vegan and they made him eat it like i was like oh that's fucked up but that's one thing that i thought was really weird like you would think that especially in 2022 that you would account for like people's not like lifestyles but like if you're vegan or vegetarian that's gonna screw with you way worse but also there's probably a reason that you're vegetarian or you're vegan And it does come down to, in a lot of cases, to your beliefs and things like that. Right. And they should like it's an unfair disadvantage to put that on somebody who is vegan or vegetarian when the only thing that anybody else is competing with is the fact that it's gross. Yeah, I think I I see where you're coming from and I get it. 
my argument is, is once you start taking in everybody's dietary restrictions, what are you really left with? Because they didn't give they didn't give Fessy a choice on what he could eat, and he's doing it under religious pretext. Well, it wouldn't matter. He didn't want to eat it. Yeah, he Still. wasn't under his. He wasn't under that. They're not allowed to eat fine. certain things. I mean, you know. So, and part of that might have been what they were eating. You know, and well, then that's I'm what fine I'm with that, though. Like, I feel like he would have said that, though. If it's something based on religious beliefs or like personal beliefs. That's long standing. Like with Nehemiah, it's 15 years. I would like, have understood if he didn't touch it. Well, not even that, but like there are more than enough gross like vegetables and plants and everything else that won't kill you that are still disgusting to eat. Yeah. That you could give him like a plate of like a durian or something like that from yeah. to down too. instead. Yeah. And yeah. They, like you said, they use that on rivals, too. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100 percent. And that's what he said. He was like, is there a vegan option? Like. Poor guy. I felt bad for him. And like you said, yeah. like 15 years. 15 years. That's going to be hell when it hits his system as well. Like oh. well beyond what everybody else is going to be dealing with. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and like I understand that there are going to be people who are going to say, well, he knew going in that that was a possibility. And like, yeah, he did. But not to that extent. Yeah. And also, even if he did, they should still have accommodations for something like that, especially at this point in time in the show. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, like Rick said, like I'd be fine if it was for religious beliefs that they gave an alternative because they can still go just as far with a different alternative. Right. That doesn't go against what you stand for. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with that. Like, I don't necessarily think it should be like you said, like for everybody's like, you know, preferences or like, you know, Oh, I don't like blah, blah, blah. Like, like if you don't like pig's feet too bad. Okay. Well, sucks to fucking be you. You know, but like if it's for a religious thing or, you know, in a situation like this, like and I'm not talking about somebody who, you know, decided to go vegan like, you know, five days before they came on the challenge. Yeah, like that's not what I'm talking like. But something like this where it's been like 15 years since this man has put any meat into his body and not even just out of respect, but like you don't fucking so you don't fucking kill the man like, geez, that's crazy. But that's just me. I don't know. Well, going by your lead, um, I did think it was ironic that a couple of weeks ago we were talking uh, shit about how they didn't have a cam on the daily where they had to remember that puzzle from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we could verify and see it for ourselves or someone could judge it. I think that was the argument we were making. Yeah. But yet they have a camera for someone's cup that they're throwing up into. Yeah. Yep. Right in the bottom. That's right great. in the bottom. What the fuck is that? Yeah, come on. We don't need that. That's uncalled for. Um, Brad talking about eating this shit and doesn't know if he's puking up his blood, someone else's blood. Who knows? <laughs> the blood from the also, heart. Also, it's he the just first was- time he's had to, <laughs> and he's the first time he had to do a food challenge. Him and yeah. Kayla. Yeah, I was going to say, and Kayla too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to me, and I'm going to paraphrase this <laughs> quote coming up, um, but this to me is, is even though Brad had a, a, a real zinger before they started running and carrying sandbags, Wes uh, pukes just a lot and it gets stuck in his ginger beard and is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in a beard. Kayla tells him it looks like he's got baby food in his beard. Like, it was disgusting. Baby puke. Yeah, baby puke. Or baby yeah, puke. Yeah, it was, it was fucking it gross. Was it was disgusting. 
But right after he gets done doing that, he's just kind of staring off into space and his confessional kicks in and he goes, uh, here, do you <laughs> I have wrote the it down, yeah. yeah, go ahead and read so it. So he says, as a ginger, it's very easy for me to remove my soul from my body. So that's what I do. I remove my soul from my body and tell it, I'll come back for you later. I need to go full zombie mode now. And then he fucking just wrecks the rest of that plate. And... Yeah, he just got past that just, mental block of like, this is fucking gross. I'm just going to get it done because I'm going to puke no matter what. Yeah. So, well, he had that yeah. huge. Yeah, it was just. Ooh. And that's the thing is like, honestly, if he doesn't do that foreshadowing, he has a real hard time in the future because. Agreed. Um, he fucking all of a sudden just turns on the jets and gets through that two pounds and he's the first one out. Yep. Um, and starts taking off. John and, A next. Yeah, then John A, then Brad, and then Kayla. Yeah. Leaving Nehemiah and Naya to still work on this. And I like Naya how she said, uh, you know, I'm a foodie and I love trying all new new types and different types and new sorts of food. Yeah. <laughs> but right now my body's a temple and I'm not putting the shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like taking the smallest bites of it. I'm like, oh, like, in my personal opinion, I don't think Nia, uh, Naya and Nehemiah had to uh, finish it. I think they timed out. They took so long there. Might have, yeah. Possibly, yeah. In, in my good, opinion. It's a, good, it's a good possibility. But uh, anyway, so uh, Wes takes off running for a little bit. He gets to uh, the beach, uh, which is the next checkpoint. And there's a little sign that says, uh, complete the puzzle inside the star, then grab a surfboard and continue on. Yep. Um, doesn't tell you where to continue, but continue on yep. so he runs up and it's a, a tangerine puzzle yep a la Darrell. <laughs> um john a uh gets there and then brad arrives and it seemed like right as brad got there and started getting his puzzle pieces out west finished yeah um and starts taking down the beach uh kayla finally shows up um and she starts working on the puzzle. Yeah. And then I think it cuts back to Nehemiah and Naya still yes. like going back and forth yeah. and uh, Naya wanting to quit. Yeah. Um, she asks, she's like, ask Nehemiah. She's like, you know, is there any chance for me to even catch up from this? You know? Mm. And he tells her, he just like, he doesn't even answer her question. He just like snaps back at her and he's like, don't you quit. Like, you don't know what's at the next checkpoint. You don't know what can happen. Like, do that shit. Just eat the food. And then he tells her, he's like, you don't ever quit. You're a warrior. And, you know, I, I don't know how much, how good that did for Naya. But it was cool to just see that moment between them because like we've, I know that they're really close friends and stuff like that, but we didn't see a whole lot of it it, during the season until the end after Jordan left. And so it's just kind of cool to see, you know, that closeness that they actually truly share. And it was just kind of a a nice moment. Agreed. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't filled with puke. So that was nice. That was great. I appreciated Um, that. (laughs) So uh, They transitioned back over to where the other competitors are working on the puzzle. Um, at this point, Johnny finishes her puzzle, gets her surfboard, and then uh, Brad pretty quickly behind her, if I'm remembering right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then Kayla immediately looks at Brad's puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> cheat, though. She's not a cheater. She was just looking off into space. She was just, you know, wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so Kayla gets her surfboard and starts taking off. They get to the next uh, checkpoint. Well, Wes gets there. Um, and it's basically there's a, a, a box set up. And on both sides of the box, they painted half a star. 
and you have to take these little mini blocks and stack them together to create a tower on this to complete the star, even though it doesn't create this yeah, star. It didn't look like a star. It didn't no. look like any kind of star. It looked like a little pyramid. It of, was It was just weird. Yeah, it was just like a, a bunch of wooden blocks that you had to stack I mean, like I dominoes. guess, because then it's yep. just the top point of the star. So I, I guess, yeah, I it, get it. But yeah, still. but then it's not in proportion to the other four points. Yeah, it, it was really dumb. not. It, it was, yeah, it was dumb. It was, it was a half star with a triangle on top. That's what it was. Yeah. You're welcome. Why don't you just say, use all of the wooden tiles to build a tower? Yeah. yeah. You cannot just stack them on top of each other. Yeah, you must Shit. build a pyramid. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Whatever. Um, so they stay on theme. <laughs> Wes gets started. He It looks like he's got like uh, one or two rows up by the time John A gets there. And yeah. she gets started. Um, and it seems like she gets going pretty quick. But uh, and then Brad shows up. And then it cuts over to John A and all her fucking. She knocks him. She knocks him down. The, the wind. wind. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. wind mistook her for Kellyanne and just took out the <laughs> tiles. <laughs> oh my God. That sucks. Um, and then uh, I think at that point, it just kind of shows them all building. And then it shows Wes finishing the blocks. Yeah. He, he reminisces a little bit on, you know, back on the dual one days when he had Brad on his oh, ass. Because, yeah, Brad was right was there. On yeah. his shit at yeah. this point. Like he was on Wes's shit. It was definitely a dual one throwback. Um, you know, Wes reminisced about that a little bit. Brad talks about he's like, you know what? I know I can do this in one try and I have to like I don't have a choice. He was moving it too. He was stacking them pretty quick. Yep. He was. Um, it was just yeah unfortunate. West just had such a lead. You yeah, know what I mean? He he yeah he got it done really quick and called for check. Got the horn and you know took off took off with his uh, surfboard. He knocked his his puzzle down, which which was weird because like how are people going to cheat off that? Everybody has to make the same thing. Like people don't know how to make a pyramid. I don't know, but Kayla he knocks it have. down. <laughs> Sure, she did. <laughs> She'd have copied his pyramid. She'd have just stood in front of it, like, "Yeah, this one's mine, TJ. I built it." <laughs> Get it spray paint. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh god. But um, do you guys have a guide for this, like a template? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, up next, John A uh, finishes. Yep. And uh, basically, we're told that now they have to swim out to the the yacht that's off off the coast. Yeah, paddle out on their little surfboards. Um, so Wes and John A are heading out there and then Brad finishes pretty quickly after John A once again. Yeah. And he's out there. He's trying to chase Brad down and then Kayla gets done and she looks out and John A's probably halfway there and she's like, I got to try. And she goes out there. Um, but you know, Wes is very much like coral and is very fish like in the water <laughs> um, and gets there pretty quickly. So he yeah. gets on the boat and he is the male winner of all stars three and gets a check of 250 K. So nice little payday. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene we see is John a cruise up and gets helped up onto the boat. Wes pulls her up on the boat. I love that yeah. moment. Like he reaches down and lifts her up onto the boat. It was such a cool little, cause they're good friends too. So that's fucking awesome. I do like the fact that both of Wes's uh, most recent finals wins, which is All-Stars 3 and Rivals 2, both ended on a yacht. Yep. Just no big check this time. Ended with him swimming out there, paddling out there mm -hmm. in some form by himself. You know, not by himself, but like they didn't get a ride like yeah. they did, you know. To the, at the to, overnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know. And John, then they have like this fucking beautiful hug. Like yeah. they're just... 
They have this huge embrace. I, it was such an awesome moment. You know what my thing was? I liked how much they celebrated John A. Both yes. of them, you know, TJ, yep. like, whoa, back to back, you know, like, yeah. dude, because she fucking she killed it. There's no other way of putting it. You know what she I love? Three time all star champ. Facts. Yep, exactly. Facts. You want to know what I love the most, though, mm. about this moment was so all stars won. You know, she made the final. She did really well. She tied first for females. There just wasn't a prize for it. And I remember her her closing confessional on that season. And she was talking about how she wanted to, you know, get in shape and come back. And, and she knew now that she was capable of it. Now she just had to do it. Um, then she comes back, you know, all stars too. She wins with MJ. I remember her closing statements there. And she was like all happy and excited and everything. We get this moment and we get her closing confessional here after she wins. And she's like crying in her confessional, like obviously happy tears, you know, but to me, it just kind of told me that this was her win. You know, this was the one that is always going to mean something to her. It meant something more to her than, you know, the all-star making the all-stars one final or, you know, even winning with MJ on all-stars two. Like this was something really special that she did for herself and she did it by herself. And I could just tell in that moment how much it meant to her. And I just it I loved it so much. I loved to see that because she didn't cry in any of her other closing confessionals on the other seasons. But this one she did. And that just I don't know, just kind of gave me those like well feelings like I started to well up a little bit. And I was like, oh, man. So. Well, it, it's a it's a great arc, right? Like and I give it to, to Buna Murray uh, for telling us this story, because really it's, you know, like the let me nerd out for a second. The Star Wars trilogy or the first Star Wars trilogy is, you know, about Luke Skywalker. The third one's about Anakin, right? Right. This trilogy of all stars was about John A. John yeah. A was the central yep. figure in all three seasons. And it was a great arc. The first one was proof that she could make a final and complete it. Yep. The second one was proof to herself that she could win a final. And work with people. And work with people, yeah. And the third one was proof that she could go into an elimination and prove that she could be there and then prove she can win it on her own. And there was no second guessing. There no. was no controversy and that she led throughout at yeah. every single point. Yeah. You know, her, Naya was close. Naya was really fucking close. Yeah. But it's proof to John A's uh, ability and how badass she is. And honestly, like I know this isn't the flagship, but their finals are comparable enough to me that I'm willing to rank her as one of my top five women. Now, you yep. know, she, yeah, that's fair. Three straight finals, technically two wins, but really three wins in a row. Like yeah. the only other person to do that was what Darrell was did back to back to back, but he didn't even do back to back to back to back. It was just his back to back to back to back. Oh, okay. It wasn't back to back to back to back in the seasons. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it was just his back to back appearances. Still, nonetheless. She is back to back to back in seasons. In consecutives. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's like, it's just huge. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's not a lot of people who can play the game like that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think about, you know, I know everybody always brings up Veronica's three wins, which you all know how I feel about that. But. I'm trying to think if they if they were consecutive. I can't remember, but even if they were, you know, John A is the only one other than that to do that on the female side. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up real quick because, uh, and then I've got some questions for both of you guys. Yeah. Um. So after obviously the celebration for for Bra or uh, John A and West for winning, it cuts to Kayla and Brad walking the beach. Mm -hmm. Um you know, kind of having their moment of getting second place, not winning. 
Um, but, and, you know, they meet up with Nehemiah and uh, Naya coming out from the eating portion. They ask, hey, what's going on? Is it over? And Brad and Kayla are like, yeah, it's over. They won. Yeah. And, you know, Nehemiah gets kind of, you know. He does like the little like Napoleon dynamite walk. Like he's like, just like, like I couldn't tell if he was trying to be funny or if he was like throwing like a man sized fit in this moment. I I appreciate either way. Yeah. I I was going to say, I'm not going to give him shit for it because even if he was throwing a fit, like he just lost $250,000. So like, who am I to talk shit about that? Well played. Um, (laughs) And it was funny, but I was just like, I can't really, I don't know. I feel like you just don't know with Nehemiah, like whether he's like being serious or he's, you know. Yeah. And you know what? We've given Kayla a lot of shit for good reason this season. Yeah. But this moment I actually did enjoy with her was when Naya, her and, and Brad are sitting on the beach and, and they're talking about the season, you know, and she yeah. really does congratulate everyone on having a really great season because they all did and they all overcame things in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And they all put up a hell of a showing like at no point during this whole final was it, you know, dead set like, oh, this person's going to win. They're so far out in the lead. It was competitive the whole way around. So, yeah, you yep. know, um, so overall thoughts on this really good season. Um, Good day one of the final. Not a fan of the yacht scene, um, but good season overall, and I'm happy with the winners. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I, I loved the season. I thought the season was great. I loved, you know, there was drama. There was excitement. There was, you know, uh, competitive drama, which, you know, we've talked about before that the flagship has been, you know, missing a lot of. And I agree with you about the final. Day one was great. Hated the yacht thing. It definitely took away from, uh, you know, the final, in my opinion. Um, it just kind of, like, knocked it down a few notches. Like, I'd probably rank it closer to, like, a Bloodlines or something like that. Just because it just, I, I hated that part. And it just took away a lot of what the final is supposed to be. Um, but, you know, day two was day two was fun to watch. And, uh you know, I love the winners, Wes and John A. They were, I think, well, no, I did choose John A. as my original predictions when we did our cast um, spoiler and our predictions at, uh, before the season aired. I did pick John A., but for my guys, I picked Jordan. So obviously, like, my guy pick wasn't on, but I'm super, super happy for Wes, and he definitely earned it. I don't remember who my picks were, so go ahead and roll the tapes on that one. I think yours was also Jordan and... Uh, I don't John know. A, but I don't anyway, I don't know. Um, the question I wanted to ask you guys is with John A, uh, three time champion now, mm-hmm. two time technical, but three time champion of all stars, three, three straight, time champion, three time champion, three straight in consecutive yeah. seasons. Yeah. Is she on your Mount Rushmore now? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't take time to think about that, but yes. Like, here's the thing it's, it's hard to say, right? Because I, would I like to see, her and have a better judge of her on, you know, on the flagship against, you know, people that might be a little bit better than who's on all stars. Yes, absolutely. But do I think she could still go onto a flagship and handle her shit? Absolutely. And, you know, for me, it's always kind of been like, I've always kind of had my top three. And then that fourth position kind of, you know, wavers and falters here and there between who I actually think belongs there. And right now, for me, that's where John A is sitting. And if she were to go onto the flagship and get a win, she'd probably move up. I think for me, it's uh, and I'm going to have to have the debate with myself. Like, I want to say yes, but it's does 
this three seasons on all stars, as well as what she's done on the flagship, do I think it has, it holds more weight than what Emily S did in her three seasons. And that's, that's the hard part for me. Cause this is, that's my fourth spot. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, you know, it's uh, I'm sorry, Evelyn Laurel and then um, um, Car Maria. And then it would be Emily S. But now, you know, is it Emily S or is it John A? So I, I'm going to think about it, but I'm leaning more towards John A myself. Yeah. I can't really add more than what's been said. So, <laughs> yes. Fair. I love it. You know what, guys? High five to us. Woo. Boom. High five, Tony. We got this Digital done in an five. hour. What? Hour, 10 minutes through All Stars 3. Um, I'm very proud of ourselves. That was awesome. We've got enough time to go over our polls on Instagram about this. Ooh, yes. Our MVPs. So anyway, yeah, we, uh, we, if you're listening and you participated, you already know, but we took some polls on, uh, Instagram today just to kind of see what everybody thought as far as like MVPs, um, you know, for the, for the finale. And I don't think that this is going to come as a shock to anybody. Um, but for the males, uh, Wes came in first for male MVP of All-Stars 3 finale with 68% of the fandom voting for him. I want to know who voted for Mark getting purged. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm fucking with you guys. No, Mark had a great season. I'm just giving I was going to say, I mean, I could tell you <laughs> four no, people voted for I don't Mark, wanna, actually. I don't want to know, actually. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Wes took the male MVP for All-Stars 3 finale with 68%. Um, and then John Nay took the female MVP for All-Stars 3 finale with 66%. Here's where, which I actually really expected this, to be 100% honest. I wanted to see how the other three places fell and kind of how that broke out. Um, and for the men to come in second place with 20% vote was Brad. And I was actually a little, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to say I was shocked by it. I kind of expected Nehemiah to get more votes because I feel like he did really, really well in this final. Um, whereas Brad kind of had some, you know, some big struggle points in the final. Yeah. But I also wonder if how well he did throughout the entire season kind of overshadowed those issues that he experienced in the final, at least for the fans. And that, you know, people understand that like a lot of him being behind was, you know, due to where he had to start when he first began. Yeah. Uh, so my question is, how did you phrase the question? Who is your male MVP of all stars three finale? Okay. So to me is that that's the finale, right? So if we're going on final alone, I would say to me, Nehemiah would rank higher for second place because he outperformed my expectation of him right. where Brad just maintained my expectation. I expected Brad to get either second or first in this final. Right. Based on the pairings. Right. I didn't expect Nehemiah to be right there with Brad the whole fucking time. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like I, I was shocked that Nehemiah didn't get more votes and it makes me wonder if people are factoring in Brad's, you know, the way he played through the season and just how much everybody like fell in love with Brad all over again. Yeah. You know, this season. And and that's understandable. If, Um, If you ask me who what's my MVP for the season, it would probably break down with Brad in second, but if yeah, that's why yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask how the question was being asked. No, and I do agree with that. Yeah, if I was going to do like MVP male MVP for the season, I would definitely do. Obviously, I'd give it to Wes because he won and he definitely earned it throughout the season. Um, but then my second place would definitely like right next to Wes would be Brad because he just killed the whole season. Yeah, you totally. know. So 
Um, and then for the girls, um, in second place was Naya with 15%. Um, and then Kellyanne with 12%. So, um, and I just wanted to name both those cause they were, they were really close. Um, but, and honestly, I'm not surprised by that one. That one no. I'm not surprised by Naya killed the, the, the final, you know, and I know I brought up the points thing earlier and that was in no way to take away from John A's like starting points because of her stars, because she absolutely earned every single fucking one of them. Um, it was just a point I was making about, you know, how great Nia did in the final. And I think that a lot of fans saw that. So that's really awesome. I think it's a, a mirror of what we just said. Nia outperformed everyone's expectations. Yeah. Um, you what know. do we what do we say for female season MVP though? What do you guys think? Oh well, it's John A. But if we're talking but second, like second place, place, yeah, got It's a toss up between Nia and Ke- and Kayla. I mean, Kayla, Kayla did how many authorities was she in two or three? So she she performed well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was really never in a situation where she was going to be in last place in this final. You know, and she performed fairly well all the way through. So yeah. um, I, as an overall season, I'd go Kayla probably. So wow, I go okay. Naya because Naya had to overcome a lot of things and she had to not show her growth, but just like, I guess be her growth. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, it, like she, she came in different than she was the last time that she was on the show yeah. and she showed how much change she had gone through and she showed how much work she had put in. Kayla just continued to perform the same that Kayla has performed in the past, at least for me. So with Naya, it was like a, it was a total redemption story. And for that, looking at Naya, Basically, looking at Naya the last time that we saw her to when she walked in the doors on All Stars 3 to the final, Naya is my secondary MVP for that reason. And that's not to discredit Kayla because she played an awesome game. She did. But she, she played an awesome game as expected. Yeah. I guess I, I don't disagree with that at all. Like, if we would have looked into this and at the final, like, say, how do I want to put this? If we would have started the season after episode one, someone told me, hey, these are the four people in the final. How are they going to finish? I probably would have said John A toss up between Kayla and Kellyanne and Naya fourth. So Naya way did out way did uh, way outperformed even without through the whole season. Right. I just, you know, so I can see it both ways. I, I really can. Yeah. I think it's fair either way you slice it. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. I absolutely think so. You know, I mean, I know Kayla won a lot of authorities. You know, Naya went into elimination and won something that she didn't think that she could win and that, you know, she wasn't very confident in. Nobody was because it was such a weird fucking game. But, you know, she did that. She had a really great attitude all season. You know, she performed really well in majority of the dailies minus the helicopter one. And even then, she still attempted to overcome her fear, which really like resonated and felt uh, meant a lot to me. And so I think it's just those little things where it's like, I feel like she stacks up pretty well against Kayla. But then on top of that, she also has these other things like the growth and the storyline, the arc. She's got the positive attitude throughout the season. And, you know, she wasn't a mean girl to people. So it's just all those little things that for me, I, I also agree. I, I have Nia as my like secondary um, MVP um, aside from John A. But Again, that's not to take anything from Kayla. It's just a personal preference. Um, Kayla fucking, I will say it. Kayla fucking killed this season. 
She did great. And if I am looking at just her, her competitive performance, then yes, I would definitely put her probably right behind John A. But I just have these other things that you know factor what? in for me. So <laughs> you guys convinced me. And with the fact that Nia won elimination and Kayla didn't, well, I'll give Nia a second. She'll get runner up. So Woo. good job, guys. Woo. Kayla gets <laughs> a close your, third. <laughs> yeah. Got your back, Naya. No, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> um, I think that pretty much wraps everything up on All Stars 3. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, yep. it was it was fun, but, yeah. you know, we got I, something new. Yeah, I mean, so let's get into it with the Challenge USA. But before we do that... <laughs> That's the one right there. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Um, thank you for sticking through us with the ad. And uh, without further ado, we're going to start diving into different parts of Challenge USA. Um, before we get into the recap of episode one, though, I think we should take this moment to talk about our fantasy teams that we drafted. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, we can go for we can it. Do, yeah, we can do that now if you want. OK, um, so earlier this week, we decided we we're going to do a fantasy draft. There's four of us. Unfortunately, Josh isn't here with us tonight. And I didn't do any introductions today, but that's fine. <laughs> I just realized that. We also didn't do his MVPs for All-Stars. They were the same as ours. Yeah. So there you go. Wes and John. I Mayer. mean, remember that time that we did his MVPs for All-Stars because they were the same as ours? Good times. <laughs> anyway. <I'll>, uh, <laughs> oh, God. So anyways, uh, like I was saying, we uh, we did an all-star draft. I think we did it Tuesday. Was that right? Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, yep. And uh, the way it broke down, um, I think Josh went first, then Karina, then myself, then Tony. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we did snake order. But anyways, the way the teams break down is Josh uh, has Tasha, Shannon, and Justine with Xavier, Kylan, Giovanni and Cashel, and his team name is Pay Me My Cashel. Tony has Shan, Desi, and Kayla from The Amazing Race, as well as David Alexander, Tyson, Cinco, and Derek X for Tony's Titans. Karina has Ben, James, and Leo, strong Amazing Race duo there, uh, with Sarah, Kyra, Angela, and Selly. Her team name was the color purple. Thought it was pronounced Seely. Guess I was wrong. Yeah, you were way wrong. <laughs> well, next time, give me an input for your team name. Uh, well, I didn't really have time. Uh, I ended up drafting Danny, Enzo, and Dominic, as well as Aza, Cache, Angela. Or no, I'm sorry, not Angela, Alyssa, and Tiffany. Yeah, I was going to say, I have Angela. Yeah, my team name. <laughs> ready for it? The Meow Meows. Meow. I do believe it's Kira. Kyra? Kira? Kira? I think it's Kira, not Kyra. My bad if I mispronounce that. Sorry. Thanks for the. Thanks. What? (laughs) She's not sure. Okay. (laughs) Glad we we worked that out. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. Um, Let me get back to where I was trying to go. Switch account. Karina's Um, team. What? We already we did, did Karina's team. We did all the teams. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> so the way the points are going to break down is this. Uh, thankfully for uh, 
thankfully for us and Tony after, well, at least after this episode is that we remembered that challenge stats puts up confessionals. So with that, uh, the way it's going to work is everybody gets one point per confessional per episode for a daily win. They get three points for an elimination win. They get five points. And then we're going to have some points that accumulate at the end of the season, which is uh, who has the most daily wins for the entire season, regardless if they're eliminated or not. And that's going to go for male and female. Uh, most elimination wins um, and also most money and to make, uh, I'm sorry. So daily wins for the season will be 10 points. Most elimination wins will be 15 points. Most money for the end of the season is 20 points. If you make the po- final, you get 25 points. And if one of your players wins the final, you get 30 points. So um, that's basically how it's going to break down. Um, and we will go through and recap the score at the end of every recap uh, throughout the season. Where at the very end, we will uh, announce a winner. I, who knows what they get? Probably nothing. A pat on the back. We'll figure it out. Pride. Okay. <laughs> Pride. It comes yeah, before the fall. Yeah, it does. So that'll be good because we'll finish this around September, October. Yeah, exactly. So it's a way out. Ah, fuck, oh that God. was good, Tony. That was really good. Thank you. Um, so anyways, without further ado, the challenge USA premiere episode one. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't look. No way. Yay. <laughs> I love BC. <laughs> Where you at, stats and info? It's episode one. This is the info part of your name. Disagree. I'm never the one who gives the title of the episode. Yeah, I know that's Karina, but I've blamed her for a lot today, so I'm not going to. Not going to. Like, Welcome to the Challenge USA or something like that. Uh, something. Fucking um, episode one is titled the United States of challenge. Oh, the United States of the challenge. All right, let's go. Not even the challenge, just of challenge. Oh, well of yeah. challenge. That's awesome. Um, I'm fine that I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I wish we oh could have gone god. back 25 seconds ago when we didn't know this. Oh my God. You guys are going to be so disappointed. They have the titles for the next four episodes and they are all themed. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. They're the all same. American themed. They're all America. 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 I think one of them's just like, what, let me see. Declarations of independence. I mean, the worst one is just, oh, say, can you see Tiffany? Yeah, yeah. My personal favorite is actually the fourth one, which is liberty and justice for all. Yeah. Like, all right, just take the end of the pledge. Whatever. I don't care. Fuck it. Real, wow. Anyways, uh, the the scene starts off, uh, or the episode starts off with, uh, if I remember correctly, it's uh, a nighttime shot of the streets of Argentina, yeah. where they're filming at. And uh, if I remember correctly, right into that, we get into a really badass song that I searched for for like five or ten minutes and could not find the name to it. We literally shazammed this song and nothing came up. We typed the lyrics into Google. Nothing came up. Like, it's just this weird mystery song, but it's awesome. So if you know what that is, message Karina. Yeah, message the IG page or something, because that song is awesome. <laughs> but uh, from there, we... Uh, we they all get, get out of the bus. They, they all get out of the yeah. bus, yeah. and Walking up to the house. Shows uh, Tyson kind of leading the way into the house. As He's like the, the first through the door. First through the door. Which was funny, because he was like in the middle of the pack when they were walking down the sidewalk. 
Well, you know what else I noticed is that he was he was the first through the door and then he was also the very first confessional of this new show. Like he had the very first confessional of the show. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what he said word for word, but I think it was something along the lines like my goal and dream is to come onto the challenge and win every single challenge. Yeah, he says that, but he says something else pretty far. I have it written down if you don't. Get it. Do it, Tony. Dude, I have it written down, but it's yours. Get it, because this was gold. I've (laughs) never felt closer to God than getting a million-dollar check from a large corporation for lying and cheating on national television. (laughs) Fucking badass. I love it. Sets the whole tone for... For what people need to expect for Tyson this season is what I feel this opening quote was like that tells you what you need to know about how Tyson's going to play this game. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, too, is like as soon as that happened, Sarah and I looked at each other and were like, cool. So anybody who doesn't already know and love Tyson will either love Tyson or hate Tyson yeah. based off of this confessional. Because that's exactly how he is, like going like in Survivor <laughs> and everything else. Sarah and I love him for it. We listen to his Survivor podcast. We now listen to his Challenge podcast. Like we are huge Tyson fans, but yeah. we are also aware that we are huge fans of a very polarizing personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me and uh, Karina were kind of debating on him, like trying to find his equal in the Challenge MTV world. And uh, we we're similar, but different. Like she sees more of a Devin in him. Um, I see it more as he's like Wes, but he's got Devin's delivery. That's how yeah. I kind of view it. But uh, he he fits a very certain archetype role in the challenge that I love. And mean, you've been talking about this all day, which is kind of like the yeah. asshole architect or archetype. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I said he was Devin with the credentials. That's um, true. Yeah. You know. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like every, I feel like everything Tyson says, pretty much everything Tyson says is just like dripping in sarcasm. Like he doesn't, he's not, he's just fucking being funny and messing around and goofing around and stuff. Whereas like sometimes like some of the stuff Wes says, I'm like, you actually really like believe that and think that. And that's just like what you really think. Like that's not sarcasm right there. So I don't know. That's why it feels more Devonish to me. Like his type of humor and stuff is just, just, it's just complete and utter sarcasm all the time. And he knows that it gets under people's skin and that people don't know. And I think that he enjoys that. Um, yeah. But that's just the way I see it. You know, I, I do see the West point too, but I don't know. He just feels more Devonish to me as far as. And the, he's got the, he's got the skills to back it up too. Yeah. Right? Like, so yeah. uh, Rick and I were talking earlier. He's sort of got, And it's obviously like it's the first episode. It's way too early to sort of be making these comparisons. But he's very like Wes or Jordan-esque in his edit Mm -hmm. where he is like he gets all those snarky lines and he says all of the things that everyone else is thinking. Yeah. But he he also is able to back up everything that he's saying. Yeah. Um, And it was really interesting having listened to his podcast and sort of hearing some of those gaps being filled um, from like how some of the stuff went down and then watching again to do my notes for tonight and seeing those moments take place that I just didn't see because I didn't have the context for it. Right. Um, Like some of the stuff that we'll get into later, but it was really interesting to kind of go back and 
and watch those moments again and see the things that I had just heard him discussing earlier in the day on that podcast. Yeah. Which, uh, if you are looking for Tyson's podcast after you listen to ours or whatever, um, go to, I think it's reality ringer. And we'll it, have it linked. Yeah. Below. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about it. It'll be linked below. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Spotify. Yeah. I did want to mention this. I thought it was very interesting. The people that they had do intros before TJ showed up compared to the people that did them after TJ showed up. And the reason I say that is because to me, it's when we heard about the cast, there were certain people that we were automatically talking about, like, oh, they are going to play kind of an interesting role in the challenge world. Mm-hmm. Uh, off top was Tyson. Like, that was the first yeah. one we ever talked about. And then the second yep. person was the second person to give their intro, which was Tiffany mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell from Big Brother 23, yeah. um, where she says uh, she was not the winner, but she was the real winner because she was voting America's favorite player. And she goes into depth about her strategy and being able to manipulate people as well as convince them to do things that they might not necessarily want to, mm-hmm. um, which is fairly honest and on point for what she showed us in Big Brother. Um, and then the next person was another Big Brother alum and one of Karina's absolute favorites, which is Angela. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know about Angela, a huge athlete, did pole vaulting. I know she did another sport as well. She was a gymnast. Gymnast, um, that's right. She did pole vaulting and then she she talks about this a little later, but and then she also did stunt training and like all kinds of cool shit. So, so she's a she's, legit badass. She's a badass and legit guys be prepared to hear me like fangirl over Angela as long as she's on the season because I love her. I do like the fact that she referred to herself as ruthless and stone cold. I was like, fuck yes. Um, And then uh, the next uh, intros we get, uh, there's three more people or four more people before uh, TJ shows up, which is Danny from Survivor 41. Is that correct? Speaking of what what buff is that? I am repping the brain tribe once again in honor of Tasha being on this season. Love it. That's awesome. So we get the intro from Danny talks about his time on Survivor, him also being an undrafted uh, NFL player who got picked up by the Dallas Cowboys, who I believe he still works with. Not 100 percent sure on that, but I'm almost positive. Uh, And then we get Kayla from Amazing Race and not to be mistaken with Kayla from All Stars. uh, This Kayla is spelled with a C. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh I don't know. I, I've never seen her before, but I, I dig her energy from what I've seen thus far. She's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's a fan, which means that she knows how the game works, which is like a huge asset because I don't know. Like Tyson said that he's seen the sh- like he knows of the show. Right. Yeah. And he's seen a few odds and ends. But like Kayla, somebody who's a fan of the show, which also makes it a lot more like it makes a lot more sense why she was the one that was pulled from the most recent season of amazing race mm-hmm. because she yeah. already knows the game and she probably would have been like advocating for herself for challenge USA. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because they do a real quick intro of Xavier from big brother 23, mm-hmm. um, who was the winner. Um, also a member of the cookout, which he talks about in his, uh, confessional. <laughs> and then it shows him talking with Kayla and she goes, uh, she's talking to Xavier and she goes, 
Man, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I just absolutely love the cookout. And Xavier's like, that's funny. I was actually wasn't in the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh. And then he just like turns and like walks away and yeah. just leaves her in that moment to think about that. And I was like, damn, X, that is cold as ice. And this is one of the reasons I really like X. And it was one of the reasons I liked him in Big Brother is he's fucking funny. <laughs> he is. He's a good athlete. He's and he's funny. He's smart. And we see this throughout. He he talks a lot of game with a lot of different people. Yeah. Um. And then the final intro we get is from Desi <clears throat> and she's season 35 of Survivor. Is that correct? Correct. And uh, she also lets us know that she is a former beauty pageant contestant. She won Miss Virginia twice, if I'm remembering correctly, and then placed top 10 in Miss USA. Yes. And she, and is she a, aims to be Miss Challenge USA. She's got a good shot she at it. She is beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's a Holy knockout. Crap. Yeah. And, wow. And if I remember correctly, if you told me if, from what you tell me, um, she's actually a doctor as well. Is that correct? Or yes. Dr. Desi Williams. Yeah. So. That's yeah. Super like, impressive. so she's super smart and shit. Um, but yeah, I, I actually wanted to bring this up. Sorry. Right before when you were talking about X, I found this kind of hilarious because it'll or not hilarious, but interesting. And I think it'll play in later. Um. But during his confessional, Xavier talks about how, you know, he's like, you know, I think that the cookout, um, you know, we've got four of them here and I think that we'll kind of look out for each other, but it's not going to be the same as it was on, you know, Big Brother. Um, And so I found that kind of interesting because I was wondering how they were going to approach the game if they were all going to come in and like come in as a solid alliance like that again. Or if they were going to kind of come in and play their own game. So, like, I'm really excited to see how that develops out. I think it's like, obviously, they're going to look out for each other, like he said. But I think this is more of a um, this is happening because it has to happen because they are one of the most well-known alliances. Like people that yeah. don't even know about Big Brother or watch Big Brother know about the cookout. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tony's <laughs> Tony. one of those guys. <laughs> so out of, you know, at, out of no other choice, they're going to have to kind of abandon that because people are already going to imagine that they're already working in that alliance. Right. So, right. Yeah. Now, um, the side thing of that, though, is if people already think that they're working in their alliance, it doesn't matter if they say that they're not working in the alliance. They've already been grouped together. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, anyways, after the Desi uh, portion, TJ, well, a door opens. We get the shadow. Yeah. And we get the shadow of TJ sent in there. And a few people realize it's TJ shadow. And then he finally rounds the corner. Um, and I know you wrote this down cause I was actually really happy to see this. Cause I've, I've kind of messaged back and forth with this person on Instagram and he is legitimately a huge challenge fan too. And he got to do the introduction on the first episode of this for TJ. And I think you wrote down what he said, correct? Oh, for Kylan. Yeah, yeah. for Kylan. Um, yeah. So Kylan is like, you know, he's like, you know, TJ comes walking in like the challenge host, the mastermind, like owner of the final himself. And he's like, I cannot believe that I'm seeing TJ walk out here right now. And it was just like it was such a fan moment because like it. I don't know. It's re- I think it's because it's relatable, right? Because like you can put yourself in that situation of like standing in that room and then all of a sudden TJ walks in like and that was one of the things that I thought was really cool because like on the flagship and all stars and all that, you know, when TJ arrives, everybody claps and everybody's oh, you know what I mean? But it's been a while since we've seen the cast like screaming and jumping and clapping and like these 
big, huge smiles and so fucking excited because it's TJ Lavin. You know what I mean? And it's been so many seasons since we've gotten that like initial energy and excitement. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, Like, and how fucking cool for TJ. Like you just walk into a room and everybody starts like screaming and clapping. Like that's fucking awesome. So, well, I mean, a room full of like the best of the best of CBS reality television. Yeah. And that's the thing is, this is a big step for TJ. And I know that there was some going back and forth online about what Tyson was saying about the differences between Jeff Probst and, and TJ Lavin. And, and we've had these conversations. It's totally different jobs. You know, Jeff is there to narrate everything for you and to explain what's going on. That's not TJ's job. TJ is like the referee, you know, is the best way I can put it. Um, and but like you said, these are the some of the best of Survivor with an iconic host in Jeff Prost and then Big Brother with Julie Chen. Yeah. Uh, host uh, host narration. What? Something, uh-huh. Something whatever. No, and then, I, didn't, I didn't want you to say an excellent host. I just said a host. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she I would I would say a historic host, as in she's the only one that's been on Big Brother in history to host it. So, <laughs> um, and then I'm slipping the guy's name who hosts Amazing Race, but he's been doing it since the get go. Phil, yeah, and he's he's really good too. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a really cool moment. Um, I also did like how he interacted with everybody there, saying kind of like talking about every show that's been that's showing up for challenge usa Mm -hmm. starting off with survivor saying you know maybe you guys were isolated on an island and then you know or maybe you raced across the world referring to amazing race maybe you had big brother watching you 24 7 or maybe you fell in love just to get your heart broken at the end and That's, he's like, I mean, what? what? Like, all yeah. like getting into it and shit. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> fucking DJ. So I thought it was a pretty good intro. Um, and then you know he lets us lets them know what we all know, which is you know this is a challenge and it's a little bit different he and says, they're built a little bit different. Yeah, he says we're built different here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, these are not going to be the same kind type of of challenges and competitions that any of these other shows we're really doing, you know, and that's not to take away from any of the other ones, but like, and we'll get into it, but they don't go easy on these people out the gate. Like they give them a tough challenge to start. And, you know, I'm fucking here for it. But I do want to say really quick, everybody, not everybody. Some of the fans are like throwing some kind of like hissy fit about TJ's outfit and how quote unquote CBS is like dressing him right now, which yes, it is confirmed that yes, they are like telling him what he has to wear, it's but not CBS it's being a Murray. Yes. But, um, but at the same time, like what's the problem? Like he literally showed up in some pants and a pea coat, just like he did on double agents and everybody freaking lost their minds and talked about how hot TJ was and how amazing the pea coat was and shit is literally the same fucking outfit. He's just, the pea coat is gray. I don't. Yeah, but that, that was a that was an MTV peacoat. This is a CBS peacoat. It's totally uh, different. Yeah, I got it's you. almost That's right. like NBC, which is like the peacoat network. Yeah, like let's be honest. Let's let's be happy. Buna Murray is still dressing him, and not CBS. Because if CBS was dressing him, no offense, CBS, no knocks, but we know what your demographic is. <laughs> He'd be wearing a fucking t-shirt tucked into some cargo shorts with <laughs> with some sandals and socks on. Or a pair of New Balances. Like, new Balances, yeah. Come on, we know. We remember Jag. <laughs> Love you, CBS. Oh, my god. Columbia Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> anyway. Systems. I don't know. 
I'm fucking it all up. Anyways, oh uh, TJ gives us a breakdown of how this season's uh, going to work, kind of a broad breakdown. Uh, he lets us know that there's going to be 500K up for grabs at the end. Um, and that this is going to be a little bit different. It's similar, but different as if you are familiar with the flagship, uh, having the skulls to get into the final, um, except for this, you're going to be given a personal bank account and everyone starts off with their own bank account with a thousand dollars in it. But a thousand dollars is not enough to run as final. You need a minimum of five thousand dollars in your bank, in your personal account to be able to qualify for the final. Yep. Now, the way you earn that money is by winning dailies or winning eliminations. Yep. And I like this because it's almost like an ode to classic challenge where you win something or there is something for winning the daily yep. on top of just yep. winning the daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's that little added extra like we just had with all stars where if you win elimination, you win stars, except in this one, you win your elimination. You win your competitor's bank account. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I actually I wrote this. I wrote this down when we get later into the elimination and we find out about that. But it's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of an ode to the ruins because this is exactly how the ruins was set up, except you were playing in teams instead of partnerships. But it was set up the exact same way. You'd win, you know, each challenge was worth a certain amount of money, either like 5K or 10K or whatever it was. And then the winners would get that. And then if you went into elimination, you beat somebody, you got to take their uh, their entire bank account. And that was how Kahuta had ended up so rich that season because he kept beating all the guys who were winning the dailies. He kept beating them in the elimination and he would just go after the guy that had the most money and then he would just rack up their money. And then mm -hmm. finally Durrell ended up getting Kahuta out and then, you know, screwed his game. But anyway, I found that kind of interesting. So to me, it just, it reminded me very much of how the ruins was set up. And like you get, like you said, it felt a, a kind of an ode to the old school formats um, and the way that they used to play. And I, I loved it. Yeah. And, Look, I know there's a lot of challenge purists that are not on board with this season because there's no traditional MTV, real world road rules, fresh meat cast. There's not even AYTO cast. And I, I get that. But at the same time, everybody that you like on the challenge was a rookie at one point. Yeah. And now we've got a house full of 28 rookies. Like this gameplay is going to get messy at some point and it's going to be glorious because it's not like 37 where it's the vets versus the allies or the rooks. Yep. It's all fucking rookies and people are going to get pissed off. And I think they are very smart on how they're doing this by having that ode to the old school season. So some of the, you know, the classical challenge fans really can appreciate what they're doing and understand the gameplay because that was part of our question coming into this was, is this going to be like the challenge flagship or is right. it going to be a CBS spinoff on it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that was the thing. And, you know, I also just want to point out kind of going to your point of, you know, everybody that we like now was once a rookie or whatever. It's like, this is the biggest example that I've been able to come up with, um, not come up with that. I, but that I've been able to express is that if, if you think back or if I think back, to the very first episode that I saw, like, Devin, even the first season that I saw Devin, I did not like that fool. Like, I was not, I, I thought he was cute and kind of funny, but I was not really a fan of his. It was just like, whatever, you know? Fast forward to, like, today, after watching him these past whatever, however many seasons he's done, like, I'm a huge fucking Devin fan, and I love him. 
if I had not given Devin that chance to kind of grow, then, you know, I wouldn't like be where I'm at with him now. Right. Where I just I'm a huge fan of his. I love his where, you know, we've interviewed him. We talk to him, you know, when he's not busy um, and, uh, you know, all of that. And so it, that's just kind of like it, it proves that, you know, someone can start out. You might not like someone episode one when you don't know them or whatever, but give it some freaking time, guys. Like if you don't know these people, get to know them. It's not that hard. Yeah. No, agreed. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway. Got anything, Tony, you want to add to that? No, because if you don't like it, then just wait for season 38. <laughs> yeah. If you want your your predictable ass alliances from MTV, they'll be back sometime between September and November this year. Yeah. We'll eventually I mean, do a 38 cast and you'll be able to tell <laughs> what the alliances are once we list off as, the cast. Yeah, exactly. I had said something earlier today and I specifically posted it in our group chat so that I didn't forget it. And now I have to go find it because it was specifically it. about this. Yeah. Well, it was specifically about this because it was about the fact that people were kind of not impressed with the fact that we're not having anybody new. Here it yeah. is. Um, just because people are annoyed that there aren't MTV people on USA. But the USA, like the Challenge USA is round one for War of the Worlds. So it has to be even across the USA, the UK, Argentina and Australia because they're also three feeder shows. Yeah. So. If you had MTV players on USA, then in order to make it fair, you would also have to have MTV players on UK, Argentina and Australia. Yeah. UK, you could do. That's fair because right. you've got people like Joss and Rogan and Kyle and Jenny and like big tons of people. T. You've got a huge amount of people. You don't have anybody from Argentina. We don't have anybody from Australia. You got one person from Australia. <laughs> Not that can play. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. There is one. As I said, we don't have anybody from Australia. <laughs> and it makes more sense for them to actually <laughs> figure out the best of the best yeah. of these four feeder shows. And then and send then them to MTV. If they will, and not only that, but if they do War of the Worlds, then I could see them doing War of the Worlds and having Challenge USA, UK, Argentina, Australia, MTV, and possibly All Stars. Yeah. I could see that layout, and that could be very easily why they don't have any MTV players, because for one, being fair to have people for each of the four feeder shows. But also a matter of actually wanting to have the best of the best for their own team. Yeah. <clears throat> Season 40, if you take, uh, you know, four guys and four girls from each feeder show. Mm -hmm. So that would be eight from USA, 16, including Argentina, 24, including Australia, 32 including UK, mm -hmm. you had an MTV, let's say from season 38 or 39, there'd be another eight. That'd make 40 <sighs> season, 40, 40 competitors. Yep. Connect the dots. Yeah. So if, if y'all mad about <laughs> challenge USA right now, just, just hit just the wait. back button a little bit and listen to everything that we just said again, because that is legitimately exactly what it is, guys. Like just <laughs> calm the fuck down. Okay. And I get like I get being annoyed because it's a show that a lot of people have grown up on and everything like that. But you know what? 
I grew up watching Survivor. Do you know the only reason that I'm watching the challenge now? Because Jay came over from Survivor. And now I've watched every season. I sit on this podcast every week and we talk about the challenge because I really like the challenge. And there are at least five people that I know and probably more that are only watching Challenge USA because of Survivor players or because of Big Brother Mm -hmm. players that are on that they don't even watch the challenge, but they're watching it because it's an opportunity to see these people play again. Well, exactly. Well, and what I was going to say is everybody's a fucking rookie until you get to know them. Like you were saying earlier, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to just always know everyone. And with that being said, at the end of the day, we're getting to see if you're a true challenge fan. And this is how I look at it, right? It's like, being a sports fan of whatever particular sport. Mm -hmm. If you are a fan of that sport, you want that sport to do well because that gives you more opportunity to see that sport. Yep. I'm a fan of the challenge. I want the challenge to do well on every realm it's on because that gives me more opportunity to see the challenge. Yes. I don't give a fuck who's playing the challenge because I'm a fan of the format. Don't get me wrong. I like the characters as well, but the characters come and go. Nobody's on every fucking Mm -hmm. season for the last 38 seasons. Not one of them. Nope. They change. And, you know, I hate to say it this way, but unless you want to see bananas and CT and Mark doing this when they're in their 70s and 60s, we've got to bring in some new people. And there's no other shows to bring them in for them right now other than CBS shows. Yeah, it is what it is. It is exactly. You know, and like you were saying, like, that's the difference is, you know, if you're a fan of a specific person or whatever, then, you know, I get why you're upset and I don't really know what to tell you. But like for me, like I'm a fan of the challenge. I'm a fan of the show of the game. And so, yes, I have my favorite people that I like to watch play because I've, you know, been watching them and whatever. And that's, you know, that's okay. But I'm also open to, you know, other people coming in to ensure that the show continues, um, you know, and then. The only other thing that I will say about this is that I've seen a lot of fans talking about how like, you know, oh, well, this show won't, you know, last long. It's not going to get views because there's no MTV challengers on there. So nobody's going to none of the challenge fans are going to watch it. Um, I just want to point out that as much as I love the challenge and as much as the fan base has grown exponentially in the last like especially the last few years, um, Big Brother and Survivor are massively bigger than us huge like stupid massively bigger than us as far as fan base reach audience like it's i promise you they have they're going to have zero issues bringing in people to watch these people play the challenge game but their favorites of survivor you know big brother even like amazing race is bigger than the challenge and just to kind of back up what you're saying i've actually looked this up with some actual stats and info hive mind tony's giving me this right now (laughs) um is the best season in the last five years of the challenge flagship was double agents and obviously uh, it might not be people's favorite but as far as viewers that was the largest and part of it had to do with that it was airing during covid Mm -hmm. um but some of their episodes got upwards of like the high nine hundred thousand total did you see what the first episode of cbs usa was well hold on hold on hold on but this again to your point i'm sorry is so like nine hundred thousand for double agents which is one of their highest viewings um i don't know exactly what season or what uh, it was a relatively new season, but I think it was like either 41 or 42. They were averaging about 4 million views per week on survivor. So four times what the challenge does just on survivor 
You know what I mean? So it's not even fucking close. Yeah. And like I said, and you're saying, and Tony's saying, if you're a fan of the challenge, you want the challenge to do good. Yeah. This gives them an opportunity to get 2 million viewers. Now, why don't you tell us what they actually got? So the first episode of the Challenge USA got two and a half million viewers. So over double what the highest one on MTV ever did. And it's because it's on a nationally broadcasted channel. So. This is, yeah. Anyways, we can <laughs> go off saying. a whole tangent and do a whole tr- session on. on just the fandom and how they feel on this and our argument against it. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to recap it. Anyways, so TJ goes through, does his little intro, gives him a quick breakdown of the game, and he uh, leaves him with, hey, I'm going to let you guys socialize and figure out you tell, know, yeah. people you want to talk to or maybe people you need to mend the fence with. Um, I know that's not the exact word. He, he tells uses. them to to get to know each other and get comfortable, pretty much, which yeah. you know it ends up kind of being a hint. Um, <laughs> well, and it's just it's just weird to kind of watch it play out. But yeah, it's, he, it's interesting that he tells him to get comfortable because they then tells him to go into the house, and the first oh shot we get is their prison beds, which don't look comfortable at all. Yes, um, that's weird. So there's that. It's like a giant warehouse that like somebody turned into a bed. I've seen these before. They're pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, it's just like a giant like warehouse from the outside. It almost looked like a freaking like a like a set like where CBS films Big Brother, how it's on a set. Mm -hmm. It almost looked like that. But I know they're filming in Argentina. So I'm like, I highly doubt it's that. But it just kind of looked that way. It was it was kind of weird, but still kind of cool. <laughs> um, so the next person we get an intro from once they explore the house is Ben from Survivor. 35. 35, too, with Desi. That's right. Um, and his intro, he was talking about how he played a very loyal, almost like a hero game in Survivor where, you know, you're you're trustworthy, honest. And he goes. But that's not what I'm going to do here. And so I'm here for that. I want to see a different aspect of his game because I'm actually getting, I think I'm like two episodes into 35. Yeah. So I haven't seen his gameplay yet, but I'm watching him duel at, at, at the same time. So I'm a big, I'm a big Ben fan and I'm a big Ben defender because a lot of people give a lot of shit to his game and I do not. And I will yeah, advocate for it. They do, and that's though. really, that's really all I have to say because it doesn't matter what the naysayers say. He's the one with a million bucks. Yeah, Bingo. Survivor fans lay off Ben. All right, give him a break. Yeah, Ben's man. awesome. <laughs> so uh, the next one we got is another Big Brother alum from Twenty Three, Derek X, um, and he basically his intro is pretty good. He goes, "I look around, and I see like you know these. I'm going against pro athletes that played basketball and football, and here I am, high school chess club member." <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's selling himself short, in my opinion. Derek X is a pretty good competitor. I think we'll get an opportunity to see that this season. At least I hope we do. Yeah. Um, Next up is another big brother. Me too. He's on my team. Yeah. If you need him to show up. (laughs) Uh, Next person up is Alyssa from from Big Brother 23. Um, And hers is her confession, not even confessional, but her scene is a little bit more interesting because she's talking with, I believe it was Shannon from. Shannon was questioning her. Yeah. Questioning her. About all the BB drama. Yeah. About the cookout and how it all went down. And she explains it in the interest of time. I'm not going to do it. Go watch the fucking show if you want the breakdown of that conversation (laughs) Um, because I didn't write it down. Um, but basically she says, look, the cookout worked together. They kind of screwed everybody else that we were partnered with, even though we didn't know that they were working together. So as much as I like Xavier and we were really close, I'm working for myself this time. And if it gives me the opportunity to throw him in, I'm going to throw him in. Yeah. She says she wants revenge on the, on the cookout. But what's funny is as she's giving that confessional, they show a confessional where 
Xavier says, you know, that um, Alyssa is his closest ally and he knows that she will always have his back. And I was like, oof, this is yeah. going to get interesting. It's going <laughs> to be a spicy meatball. Spicy. That's the thing, too, right? Like, because they're all rookies and because there's no vets in here to try to corral their game in a way that benefits them, you've got the people who have played the Amazing Race, Big Brother, and Survivor. And I don't actually know how Love Island works, so I can't necessarily comment on like the strategic side of that gameplay. Yeah. But for the other three, you've got three very specific types of shows and three very specific types of gameplay. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be hampered by people who have played the challenge before. So you're going to see Big Brother strategy, Survivor strategy, Amazing Race strategy all worked into the challenge in a way that we haven't really seen before. And then you've got the Love Island people who, again, I can't comment on specifically how their show works, but there are people who know how to play that social game in that crew, and they're going yeah. to be able to adapt it and sort of link up with some of the other shows, especially with like the algorithm and everything like that. So it'll be yeah. really interesting to see how all of these different gameplays develop within the confines of the challenge, because I think other than like season one of the challenge, it's the first time that it's an entirely new cast and they don't know how the game works necessarily beyond watching it or how their gameplay and their strategy is going to work into it because it's yeah. not an yeah. exact science for any one of those shows. Yeah. So pretty, pretty close. The last time that we had an all rookie season was actually season three, the extreme challenge that aired in 2000. Um, so, so two years, years the, you know, two years after the first one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a freaking long ass time since we've yeah. had a completely rookie cast. Speaking of not knowing how Love Island works, the next intro is Cashel and Kyra. Kira, <laughs> we're not sure, but we'll figure that out as we go. Um, their intro and the part that really stuck out to me was they were on Love Island. They started dating and then they decided to break up in the middle of an eight hour drive from Tahoe <laughs> to Lake Arrowhead. So that was a uh, fun four hours, I bet. And didn't speak since then. So this is the first time and that's yeah. awkward. And then, you know, speaking of relationships, we get another Love Island guy, and this is Cinco. He's talking to Tiffany about how uh, they're viewing the game, but also talking about, like, at the same time, we're getting a Cache intro, and we're finding out that Cache and Cinco dated from Love Island. They just really recently broke up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's in that awkward, I don't want to be around you stage. So let's go on a reality TV show at the same time. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. She's going to be a jealous one. Like, she was already talking about how she doesn't like, you know, how she doesn't want to see him with other girls. And then, like, right behind her, he's over, like, flirting with Tiff and stuff. So gonna be interesting so i'm actually gonna kind of switch these intros because the guy i want to talk about we're going to talk about uh last in this portion right here which is uh the next portion is james and leo playing pool together and mm -hmm. it's the two amazing race guys two of the three of from amazing race mm -hmm. and they're kind of talking strategy on how they're going to play their game based on how they're walking into it not really knowing um and leo seems like he has a fairly good strategy on how he wants to do it as far as making multiple friends but good luck with that that's what everybody wants to do yeah um the real highlight to leo is he has some really solid cat analogies at every turn <laughs> um so he says you know what no matter what i'm gonna play this game like my cat and land on my feet he does like his cats. Yeah. So 
Um, and then James, we get uh, him talking. And you guys mentioned it earlier with, um, oh, God, I just forgot it right off top. Who who would we do the intro with is um, Kayla, how she's, uh, she's a fan of the shows and she knows, mm-hmm. you know, the gameplay behind it and how people do it. And not just challenge but she's a fan of big brother and she's a fan of survivor too yeah we get to james from amazing race he won the last amazing race if i or two amazing races ago right Mm -hmm. i believe so yeah uh yeah because kayla won kayla was on the last one it was like two amazing races ago but he ended up winning his season and james is one who's a fan of all these shows as well and you can tell just by his intro that he has a very astute knowledge of not only the games but the players in this game Mm -hmm. yeah um which you know, from a strategic standpoint, uh, really makes him, you know, maybe one of the top guys in there just based on, you know, socially and politically. Yeah. yeah, With his knowledge of everyone, because, you know, that's the thing is as great as Tyson is right. Like he might not know who James is from amazing race and how he interacts, but James knows about Tyson and how he interacts and how he views things. Right. Um, and, and that, that's an advantage uh, the way I look at it. Fun fact though. They're bunk mates. Yeah. Tyson's got the top oh. bunk. James has the bottom bunk. Ooh, I love it. That's cool, though. That's, that could, that's smart. That could be a cool pairing, which we'll get yep. into later. Yeah. Um. So after this, we get um another set of intros, and this one is uh you know Sarah and Dominic, and it Xavier. shows and it shows them sitting there talking with Xavier, talking about strategy and you know how you know after the first elimination they think you know it's going to start kind of blowing up and you know shit's really going to hit the fan um we get the sarah intro about how she said when she walked in the house uh, that they could go ahead and just write her the check right now because she's going to win this shit Mm -hmm. and she's she's got tyson personality too like um she's got that that bravado and she can also yeah. like absolutely a hundred percent back it up. But Oh yeah. She's absolutely. another one that I looking at the survivor cast when they were coming in, I was like Tyson and Sarah are going to be the two that people are going to have to warm up to because right. you have to learn how to like receive their edit. And you, right. like, yes. you exactly. already know what edit they're getting, like right out of the gate, you know exactly yeah. what edit both of them are getting and people just have to be okay with that. And it might take a little bit of time. You know what kind of vibe I got from Sarah just right off top from a challenge perspective hmm. is almost like a Evelyn and Cara vibe, like Cara yeah. uh, ability as far as strength and, you know, being able to handle herself in eliminations and Evelyn's kind of like bravado and confidence in herself. Absolutely. You know, so I'm, yeah. And some Laurel as far as looking forward to like the physical aspect, you know, with her. And she mentions this with her being a cop for 16 years. It also is going to help her strategically by her having to be having to control situations out in her real life job. Yeah. Should help in the challenge house, which is what it really is. It's dealing with every situation as it comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's Um, a winner too. yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is Survivor brought some brought some top notch cast into this one. Yeah, like, they, don't get me wrong, yeah. Big Brother's pretty top notch too. But they sent in some heavy hitters from Survivor. That's for damn sure. Multiple yep. winners, you know. Like, yeah, it's I'm I'm excited to see how they're all going to play and interact. Uh, the last, um, I believe, this is going to be the last uh, Survivor intro we get, which is from Dominic. 
Um, and I don't know what season Dominic's from. Can you help me with that? 36 ghost Island. He came in second. He was like a solid pair with Wendell and they basically rode the entire season together. Yeah. It's amazing in survivor. How those two, if you get two guys or two girls or a guy and a girl that just work well together, how far they can really make it. Yeah. Um, They're the first ever draw. Like they, they tied at the final. final. Oh, wow. That's, Mm -hmm. it was a three person final and they tied, they split the votes even. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. We're gonna have to check that out. Um, mm-hmm. I did like what he said. He goes, you know, uh, you know, when you see these Big Brother, Love Island, and Amazing Race, I think Survivor's uh, ready uh, to weather the storm. And it's like I, I see, I see what you did there, mm-hmm. Dominic. Dad language. Yeah. We're right here. <laughs> yep. Um, so after that, we get a little bit of an intro of the Love Island girls. Uh, they're thinking that they've got their social game on lock because Love Island is a game based on building relationships. Apparently, yeah. Um, so could. Could be. We'll see what happens. Um, I think they would probably fare better in the flagship than they are in this one, because it seems like a majority of people are either married or in a relationship as far as from the Survivor and Big Brother crew to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the first one we get introduced to is Sally, Um, and she wants to be everyone's bestie and yep. she wants everyone to be her bestie. And you know what? I I don't fault you, girl. She's Do it. cute. She's, She's super bubbly. Yeah. Like super bubbly, super yeah. vibrant personality. Yeah, lots of energy. I really liked her. I did like this next one where we got Aza, Desi, and Shay, or um, Shan. Shan, Shan. Yeah, sorry, Shan talking about uh, the factions from each different show. Yeah. Um, and I did like Shan's intro about her talking about how she's a preacher, but uh, that doesn't affect her when she's playing Uno or the challenge. She's still going to do what she has to do and throw down those draw fours and reverses. <laughs> um, I liked, uh, I'll pray for you, but I have no problem saying goodbye. Yeah, exactly. And I did like the fact that she kind of even gave a preview of what she wants to see, which is Angela and Sarah go at it. And you know what, Shan? Same. Same girl. Preferably like preferably in like, you know, uh, balls in competition daily. So neither of them go home. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to see them in elimination because I don't want them to go home. But yeah, no, I want to see them compete against each other. That would be awesome. Um, And then uh, the next scene we get uh, is... Shannon, Shannon. <laughs> from Love Island. She's talking to Giovanni oh and uh, Kyra, Kira, 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 Kira. Um, and, I think uh, uh, who knows? But Shannon's apparently been doing push-ups at this point, and feels like her shoulder popped out, and it's just hard, and she's sore, and she thinks she's made a mistake going into the show, and it's like, well, girl, you should have done your research to see what this is really about if you didn't, <laughs> because no, this is not Love Island. No. Um, but. You know, they give her a pep talk and tell her, hey, you know, you you get your most um, growth from being in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So uh, from there, it kind of fades out. And then the next scene we get is them waking up in the morning, walking out of the the warehouse in their the montage, the getting montage, ready. getting ready and them yeah. walking out in their gear. Uh, and they show up to somewhere and looks like a downtown area in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, right next to this giant tower, um, which <laughs> when they get there, TJ lets him know that this is a daily called Down to Do the Math. Yeah. Um, TJ also announces that this game is going to be played in pairs, co-ed, and uh, TJ is going to go ahead and let them pick their partners. So I'm not going to sit here and run through all 14 pairs, but... Uh, quite a bit of Love Island, or I'm sorry, uh, Big Brother and Survivor players seem to come 
combined together. Like mm-hmm. they kind of just melded together right away. Like Angela and Tyson literally were just like, phew, like yeah. straight to each other. Like you're mine. We're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact on, um, on Tyson's podcast, he said like Sarah was right beside him. Yeah. And he had initially kind of looked to Sarah and Sarah said like, we want to make sure that we're not double survivor. Yeah. And then, so what you see when Tyson's saying Angela, 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 if you rewatch that moment, yeah. Angela was on her way to Kylan mm. and Tyson didn't want her to get to him. He wanted her first. So he said like Angela, 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 and then they partnered up. And uh. if you actually watch that scene back, as soon as they partner up, Kylan walks into frame like he was on his way to Angela and then they partnered up and he kind of veers away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's been, interesting. Yeah, actually. But with in, I'm glad you brought that up because out of all these pairs to me, the strongest pairing is that of Tyson and Angela. You've got oh, like yeah. top tier competitors on each side paired together. Cinco and Desi was a good Cinco pair. Cinco and Desi is a good pair. Well, Sarah and Enzo. Sarah and Enzo. It's that, it's that East solid. Coast connection because yeah. Sarah's from like New York or where is she from? Do you know? Something like that. Something um, like that. She, she is from a, she grew up in a smaller town. I forget where she actually is from. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's neither here nor I, there. Right I want to know how Danny and Shan ended up together. How did that happen? By, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> they ended up being stand, standing next to each other. Was Limited it, yeah, I was going to say, were yeah. they just standing there or was it like, hey, I don't trust you, so I'm going to have to be your partner? <laughs> like, I don't trust you to be against me, so you have to be with me. Like, <laughs> I just well, thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah yeah on their season but then yeah it, yeah that didn't work out so well for shan but um nah. yeah and then uh you know and anyways we'll get into some of the pairs as we go mm-hmm. i you'll you'll know if you've watched the show you know why we're not going to spend too much time on this pair yeah um pairing set up right now but anyways um tj announces what they're going to have to be doing with this game that is called down to do the math so basically they're going to be hooked up to some rigging and they're going to drop off the side of a building down 22 stories. And along the way, there's going to be several math problems that are, you know, set up by color and you're given a specific color and you have to solve the math problem going down. Once you get to the bottom, there's a giant box that you have to enter in the number to by rotating the dial. If you get the answer wrong three times, you got to run up 22 flights of stairs and do it again. Repel all the way back down. Yeah. So uh, it's imperative that you try to get it done on your first time. Otherwise, you know, obviously, however long it's going to take to cover 22 flights of stairs. Yeah. And then come back down again. Oh, my God. So, uh, you know, the the way the game's. uh, Oh, also, obviously, the fastest person to solve this wins. And if you win the daily, you get five thousand dollars added to your personal bank account. You and your partner's personal bank account. Yeah. You get five thousand each. Yeah. You get ten thousand. You split it. So, yeah. So question. Yeah. For for the group. Does anybody else find it really weird that like you have to get five thousand dollars to run the final and by winning a daily you get five thousand dollars like right out of the gate? I, I wasn't surprised. Um I mean I I thought the eliminations would be worth more than they are, and we'll get into that here in a minute. Um I thought it'd be more than just taking someone's money because if they haven't yeah. won anything, they don't have any money. You don't really get yeah. yeah, you get you know, a small amount. But I think it's a way to show that if you're going to get in this final, you're going to do something. You're either going to win some eliminations or you're going to win some dailies. You're not going to just fucking yeah. float all the way. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. But true. it's just like, it's, I, I, I guess I was expecting like a thousand to like for like a thousand dollars or something like that. Like, I don't know why I was, or even like 2000, but 
to not only get the amount that you need to run the final, but to surpass that with the money you've already accumulated just by being there was kind of weird. Like I could see 4,000 where you get enough to run the final with a thousand you already have. Right. But it'll be interesting to see how that banks. I think that the money is going to come into play later, like potentially whatever they have in their personal bank account at the end of the final, they get tacked on to, you know, like they get to take that money home. Um, So maybe that's why they let them make extra. And then the only problem I see with like doing it the way you did it is like, or the way you were explaining it is like, you know, if they have to, if they're running a final of eight or 10 people and the the challenges are only worth a thousand dollars a piece. And that means all of those people have to win at least five challenges or five eliminations. And that means they're doing like fucking 30 or 40 episodes, 30 or 40 dailies for the seat. Like it would just be right. (laughs) He's like, perfect. Let's do this year. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and that's that's, you know, accounting the thinking that only, you know, I don't know. I think that the way that they did it makes the most sense for moving the season along. But I do agree that it would have been more uh, suspenseful and interesting if the daily challenge wasn't, you know, or the the prize wasn't worth exactly what you need to make it to the final you know yeah so like even if it was you win you win half so like you win enough that you either have to win two dailies right or go into an elimination which invariably with a group this size you're going to see at least one elimination so if you've won a daily and you win an elimination plus i mean in that case like if you win an elimination and somebody else has already won whatever yeah better Mm -hmm. off yeah Yeah. yeah So, yeah, I I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I do agree that because if you do the math, like on average, like there's 10, 10 dailies, 10 eliminations Mm -hmm. on average, because I would leave you with four pairs. Um, So if there's 10 dailies, that's a total of what? uh, $50,000 per per sex. Yeah. Available for grabs. And then there's only 200,000 in the final for the winner. So. I mean, there's a, it might be that or it might yeah. just be tacked on. Like if you make it to the final, you make it to the final and your bank account is yours no matter what kind of thing. And they've done that in past challenges before. Yeah. Um, and then the the prize, the five hundred thousand at the end is it could very additional, well be, extra. Yeah. you know, it so. could it, either way. We'll find out. But yeah, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 it's good. Um, so TJ lets us know that starting order has been determined by random and it's going to be the first pairing is going to be uh, Cashel and uh, Kira, Kyra um, <laughs> versus Kai Lind and Aza. Yeah. Um, and we get a little montage uh, or not montage, but like a little uh confessional of kylan talking about how he's gone back and watched the last 10 to 12 seasons of the challenge on top of what he already knows being a fan and studied what each elimination was what each daily was and he's trained accordingly to get ready because he really wants this he said that he he looked up yeah he looked up the winners of each season before he watched the last 10 seasons so that he could watch the winner and pay attention to how they played the game Mm -hmm. and then he said he brought that all together and that's what he's bringing to this season like that's interesting i could have saved him a lot of time and just told him it was uh for the men it was bananas jordan ct and turbo those are your winners from the last 10 seasons yeah not that hard yeah yeah do what they do go run marathons be a freak of nature and then be a conniving never mind um anyways so we go ahead and get started on this um 
Cashel and uh, his ex-girlfriend, Kira, Kyra. Weird pairing. Um, weird pairing. Why uh, would you have a failed relationship and then decide to, like, go for $500,000 together? You guys can't even make it through an eight-hour fucking other. road trip. Like, what the fuck They trust each doing? other with this. They don't trust each other In with that, In this specific though. situation. Yeah. As she No said. other situation. Jesus. Um, and then Kylan and Naza, which they had a, a bit of a stress relationship in Big Brother. They didn't get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell that they know each other and they have a relationship because they are constantly communicating with each other as they're going. And I think that's partially yep. because of Kylan watching these last seasons, realizing the people that do well are communicating with their partners. And he's yeah. going above and beyond on that. Not to say that Aza isn't either, but, no. you know, just want to kind of mention that. Um, I think they uh, obviously were going a little bit too fast, um, but they get down to the bottom first and they enter in their numbers one time. Not correct. Second time. Not correct. Third time? Also not correct. <laughs> so they now have to climb 22 flights of stairs and do this all over. As they're leaving, Cashel uh, and his ex, Kira Kyra, uh, get to the bottom. <laughs> Kira Kyra. It's the rest of the night. That's how it's going. Sorry. In advance, if I we tried, ever talk to you. I tried to look it up on YouTube and do like, put it in and put Love Island in. But then I realized that my Bluetooth headset is also connected to my phone and my computer. Yeah. So because we're talking, it won't play the audio. Yeah. yeah. So I am no further ahead. Then there you go. Anyway, yeah, they get down to the bottom and they they finish they finish their uh they put their answer in and they get it right right off the bat. Um, you know, Kyland and, and Oza are still climbing up and they gotta go all the way up to the top, come all the way back down. They finally figure out what they did wrong. Um, they had at some point added like an additional like hundred somewhere in the math equation, uh, which got them like <laughs> two or three hundred off of what the actual answer was but they end up getting it right and getting down to the bottom putting their answer in and and uh you know tj blows the horn um and almost immediately Ozza just kind of like you know deflates uh right there and she kind of has to be carried off to the side um you can tell that you know she's pretty dehydrate dehydrated probably you know didn't drink enough water before doing this type of challenge um kind of just you know uh kind of points towards, you know, what um, fans and, you know, even like TJ was saying and stuff is that, you know, these challenges are are different. And, you know, it's your and it's actually kind of funny because Alyssa actually says it right here in her confessional. And she's like, you know, these challenges are really hard and this is not Big Brother anymore. And it's like, no, honey, you are not playing Big Brother. This is a completely different level as far as like the competition, um, like for what you're going to be doing. Uh, you are never going to rappel down a 22 story building on big brother, you know, or have to climb all the way back up it. But that's shit we do on the challenge. Like, you know, we do crazy dumb shit like that. (laughs) Well, then like Danny right afterwards was like, it was scary to see her go down. And that was reason enough to not want to have to walk up those stairs because that's what it's going to spell for any of them. Um, one of the things we didn't mention at the very top was Shannon was talking about how scared she was about doing it because of Sarah. And then, well, and then Sarah said that she was scared too. She's like, that doesn't make me feel better because Sarah's a beast. And if Sarah's scared, then it actually is scary. Yeah. She was like, that doesn't make me feel any better. Sarah, Sarah from survivor. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would probably freak me out too. Um, and yeah. just before we move past this Oza thing, obviously, you know, they got her some water. She was fine. Um, you know, she took a breath and she was good. 
Um, her and Kylan completed it, whatever. But to all the like fans that want to talk shit about Aza like passing out or whatever right here. Um, number one, it's so easy to say that when you're not climbing 22 flights of stairs and then repelling down the fucking building while doing math in the heat. You know what I mean? Like in all black, like shush it. And on top of that, like at least she finished the drill. She didn't quit. She could have told TJ and Kylan and everyone else to fuck themselves when TJ said, no, you got to go back up. She could have gotten up to the top of the building and freaked out just like happens in almost every Heights challenge on MTV. You know what I mean? So like I will give it to her. I understand maybe her body failed her in that moment, but she finished the fucking drill. So I want to give it up to Aza for that, because even though she had a bad moment, it, it I think it showed a lot about her. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but I actually listened to her interview on the official challenge podcast today on the way, um, like on the way we were driving Mm -hmm. and she actually only had seven days to prep for this. Yeah. So everybody else had a lot of time, right? Like because everybody else had months and then there were also like COVID and everything and like scheduling got moved around. She had said no several times to doing this. And then she had finally sort of like figured it like come to terms with it in her head that she was able to sort of separate game from personal right um, from her time on big brother and she said that she was going to be able to to sort of do something like this again should the opportunity come up right and then she got the call that said like are you can you still do this and she had seven days so she That's didn't huge. have the same kind of prep time that everyone else did. But what she did have was a very strong knowledge of what people were doing. So she knew how hard Kyland was working mm-hmm. and that he had trained with repelling and things like that. So she partnered with Kyland because she knew that he knew what he was doing and she knew that he had trained. So she knew that she could feed off of that in order to to do this. So. I total it's totally valid that she like she fainted when she got down there after all of that compiled yeah. because she didn't have the same kind of conditioning that everyone else did. And also nobody else had to do those stairs other than Kyland, who had been training for months on end. And I believe he's even been training with like Fessy and Josh. Yeah. So he's well prepared for what the challenge offers. Exactly. The stairs aren't necessarily going to be his undoing, but somebody who's only had seven days to prep and then in Argentina and all of the stress of Challenge USA against all of these competitors, I don't falter in the least. I agree. I agree 100 percent. And yeah, I think she's getting a little too much shit for this. Um, You know, I'm, I'm proud of what she did. I think it's awesome that she finished the drill. Um, and I think that the fans need to calm the fuck down, like I've said. Um, anyway, I Rick had to step away. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time like going exactly in order. I'm just going to kind of hit some highlights that I thought were funny during this challenge. Um, like, for example, uh, when James and Shannon were going, um, you know, Shannon was like talking about how they were checking themselves out in the mirror, which didn't or in the window, you know, didn't really surprise me. But. James doing the fucking math on the window because they hadn't been cleaned. And so he was just using his finger and working out the math and shit. Hella smart. How come nobody else did that? Like that was hella smart. 
I don't know if I don't know if nobody else did it or they just didn't cut to it because I forget who it was that was coming down because they did some of the shots from inside the building um, yeah. facing out. And I forget who it was that was coming down, but you could see the numbers in uh-huh. on the window. Yeah. But I didn't know if it was necessarily James's doing or if somebody else had started like scrawling on it as doing well. Doing it as well. Yeah. Either way, it was a brilliant fucking idea. And it just again, I think that, you know, a lot of um, and we'll get into this here in a little bit, but a lot of James's, you know, edit this episode kind of leads and shows into how smart he is and how he kind of thinks outside the box. Um, And, you know, it's one of the things that I really love about him. I mean, I damn near fought you guys um, to fucking draft him. Uh, When we did the fantasy draft, I was like, I am drafting James. I will cut you all like (laughs) there there were a few times that we almost came to blows. It was you (laughs) with James. It was me with Dom when Rick was just like, hey, Tony, how's Dom as a player? I'm like, Rick, he's terrible. You'd hate him. He's the him. worst. Yeah. And then he's just like, "Good, I'm taking him." He's like, "If you would have said that he was, if you would have said he was good, I wouldn't have taken him." Like bullshit. You were gonna take him anyway. And the problem was, Rick was one person ahead of me, so he kept sniping the people that I wanted. Oh, I know. Not it's to the say, worst. Well, that that was the one, basically. Yeah. <laughs> was just that like, was the one. That was your one. Yeah, I know. No, right? <laughs> that was the one I was waiting for, and I was just like, "This is my next pick." Hey, we. And then he's like, "How is he?" And I was like, "Shut up, Rick." I just want to say that out of the utmost love and respect for you and your crazy fandom, we, all three of us let Tyson <laughs> pass by and left him for fourth pick. And that is no reflection on our our thoughts of how Tyson is going to, um, you know, <laughs> compete this season strictly out of love and respect for you okay <laughs> and the fact that he was the one that i brought up when we were dream casting I, dude you actually, didn't even have to bring him up like no. you literally were like we should do a fantasy draft and i'm like if anyone drafts tyson besides tony he's tony's going quitting the podcast. tony's quitting the fucking podcast he's quitting the group he's quitting the podcast he like that's it <laughs> I'm losing your numbers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, anyway, so moving forward, um, the next like moment that I that kind of stuck out to me that I thought was kind of funny um, was uh, Leo. And gosh, I can't remember who Leo's partner was, who he was coming down with. Uh, it's Tiff. Oh, it was Tiff. Duh. Um, anyway, so they're coming down the the building and he's like, I think my cats, Leo and Leia, would be so proud of me right now. Cats love heights. We don't love water, but we love heights. So my cats taught me well. And then from there, it like cuts to Enzo. And he's like, I like Leo. Like, I like him. I think he's a little bit weird because he brings up cats a lot. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, <laughs> like what? I rushed back when I heard you talk about Enzo and Leo because I just want to say team meow meows. Like, all right? You call yourself the meow meow Enzo. Why are you hating on the cat lover? Make an alliance. We need a cat alliance. Meow meow alliance. Um, sorry, guys, for stepping away. Uh, so you're good. We're still just talking about we're uh, just hitting highlights. We're not going yeah. in order. I, we don't care. Um, so <laughs> we yeah, we just got through uh, the Enzo thing. Um, the the. Kayla almost like falling off the side of the the walk up at yeah. the top when she was trying to get down on the yeah. wall. That kind of scared me for a second because I was like, she could have hurt herself. You know what I mean? She could have hurt her ankle or anything. So that was kind of like crazy or whatever. But the one that really stuck out to me was Shan. Do you guys remember yeah. what Shan said? So 
Tyson and Angela, like, first of all, they're just like standing up on the walk. You know, a TJ blows a horn. He's like, go. And they both just like inch down onto the wall like it was fucking nothing. And then they just start going and they're so smooth. They're going so well. And then it cuts to Shan and she's like, she's like, you know, fucking Thor and Wonder Woman repelling down the building right now. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's true, though. Like they were on it and they were doing so good. I, I did want to say this. A lot of these uh, Big Brother players I'm familiar with. Um, but the survivor ones, I'm not, there's a few I'm familiar with like Tyson. Cause he's been on multiple seasons and mm-hmm. I've kind of been able to see him. I've seen Sarah for a few episodes on one season. I haven't gone to see the one she's won, but their confessionals from everyone in survivor is really, really fucking good. Oh yeah. And not to say the ones from big brother aren't, but it's just, you know, like Shan really surprised me cause I'd never seen her before and I'm really enjoying her thus far. Yeah. I know some people aren't and everybody's different. Everybody likes her cup of tea differently, but she's funny. I like her and I enjoy her confessionals I, yeah. a lot. And I like her and Danny working together and Danny saying, when me, my wife talked about this, she said, <laughs> don't pick Shan as a partner. <laughs> yeah. She said, avoid Shan. And then, yeah, he, yeah, avoid and then Shan. he gets her as a freaking partner. Oh my gosh. Shan is awesome. And she's like, she was great. Like she got a lot, of good not like she got a really good edit on the show um she's super like super strategic and everybody was everybody was like shan's my number one everybody on her tribe so she had it like in the bag but it's really it's it's always really interesting to see them in this dynamic because they can kind of swear more then yeah they could on survivor they're able to just kind of be more themselves on on a show like this but i also want to say like how badass was it that kayla is down on the ground no longer has access to the numbers and just like goes back through it because she does not want to go up the stairs again figures out what they did wrong recalculates everything gets it right how fucking awesome was it's, that? It's that like I know like even myself sleep on the amazing race people, but some of the shit they have to do, like they have to travel like two miles on foot carrying like a fucking cart behind them. Yeah. And remember shit. And yeah. it's like that's yeah. hard. You know, and, and it's a race to catch a plane or a yeah. boat. And so yeah. if you miss it, you miss it by like an hour. Yeah. There is no catching up yeah. at that point. So it, it is super impressive. Um, really quick before we move on from here, I just want to jump back like a half a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right before, you know, uh, David and Kayla, you know, start putting in their answers and stuff. Um, you know, Tyson and Angela reach the bottom, throw in their number, get the horn. They did it super quick and everybody starts clapping. And uh, Kylan says, yep, yep, that was it. That was it. And Tyson turns to him and he's like, yeah, tell your friends, bro. And this was the moment I was like, oh, my God, it's Devin. But like (laughs) with the skills and the stats and the credentials and all this shit to go with it, like the swag, like all of it. I was like, "Okay, it's this is this was the moment in my notes. I was like, it's Devin with everything that Devin doesn't have. (laughs) Like, I loved this moment so much. It was Perfect. What Devin hasn't proved yet. That's all. Right. And that's what I mean. As far as <laughs> I'm just, shit. I'm just covering the bases. That's you, all. You, you got everybody here should know that I'm not yeah. actually saying no, anything I bad know. about Devin. I, I love him. Can I say this? Like 
Tyson and Angela, I expect to do well because I know what they can do. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with like a majority of the players from Survivor. I expect them to do well. I expect majority of the Big Brother players to do well because I've seen them do challenges. Yeah. Not like this, but challenges. Nonetheless, I understand how they work. I'm completely in the blank on Love Island and Amazing Race before going into this. But yet I was super impressed by how well the whole house did in this competition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thailand and Aza were the only ones that had to make that second trip. Yeah. And yep. even partners that I thought wouldn't work well together on this challenge just because they're so different. Like the way Desi and Cinco, they were partnered up, but they yep. seem like polar opposites on what they're you know, looking at and doing, but Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. You know, I don't know any of them from anybody else. Right. But like they smoked it too. Yeah. They were super fast, you know, going down it. And, uh, you know, and it's the same with like, you know, James and Shannon, I heard you guys mention them earlier. They Mm -hmm. did really well. They did really well. Um, Derek X and Cache. Yeah. Like I think they had first place before Tyson and Angelus went like, Giovanni yep. and Sally were doing way better than I expected them to do. Well, and, and they then got it like first try. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, after this, we get like Sarah and Enzo and like Sarah's former fucking SWAT. So she's repelled down shit before. So she's like, Enzo, I got you. Like after she's told Shannon and, and that she's scared of shit. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, I used to do this all the time. Yeah, she's no like, yeah, it's fine. This is fine. She yeah. knew she was scaring the fuck out of that little girl. That was a survivor but, move ever. If I've ever but, seen one. This was the moment that really stuck out to me because like multiple times throughout like a lot of these like confessionals and stuff. And you especially really heard it when when Shan gave her confessional is like people. A lot of the people there look at Angela and they're like, yeah, this girl's a fucking badass. You know what I mean? But then Sarah's coming down the freaking wall and it cuts to Angela and she's like. Sarah is a badass like she's former MMA she runs ultra marathons and she literally says I am intimidated by Sarah and so it's just like it's funny to look at that like you know the one that everybody else like others seem to be intimidated by who's that person intimidated by and it just happens to be Sarah you know and so I thought that was like a really interesting uh, way to kind of bring that challenge that daily to an end because I think that was the last team to go there might have been one more after them yeah one more round after them but um, uh, either way, I, I, I get it because if you think about Angela's season and, and no, no shade to Casey at all, cause Casey's proven herself to be a hell of an athlete on the challenge on yeah. the flagship, but Sarah's kind of a different animal from what I'm taking, uh, even from apart from Casey, who's a good athlete or other challenge, great athletes that we've seen. Um, yeah. so to see, uh, Angela kind of pulled back by that. You know, it's kind of a testament to how good Sarah's going to be. And I, I think she's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this season. The only way Sarah gets out is if she flukes a not a bad partner, because really there are no bad partners this season. That's what I no. really like about this season is there's no like no one is to be underestimated this season. But if if she flukes a partner that she doesn't do as well with or that her strengths match their strengths so they have weaknesses combined yeah that's the only way she's getting out and yeah and that's the thing is like even looking at the guy's side like there are really no weak competitors on a physical standpoint like everybody looks like they can compete you know um sure there's some guys that are bigger than others like you know james isn't the biggest guy out there but with that being said he's still a hell of a competitor we watched him fly down that that building yeah 
Um, anyways, they get back to the ground and, and TJ is pretty much re we're reiterating what TJ already said when they get down to the ground, he's getting ready to announce is how impressed he is by everybody. You know, even though like even Kylan and Ozzy, even though they didn't get it on their first try, they still ran up there and completed it and hauled ass. And I, and I, you know, I, I appreciate TJ acknowledging that totally he he lets us know that it comes down to three teams and they were all what 17 seconds is what he said yeah there yeah there's 17 seconds that split up the three teams and to which tyson said on his podcast that that clearly means that they came in first and the other two tied 17 seconds behind them <laughs> yeah <laughs> or 16 you know so one was 16 the other one was 16.5 and 16.9 you know but uh so it was uh it was angela and tyson yep desi and cinco and Danny and Chan. But more importantly, that means that it's four out of six Titans who are in the top six. Making a good stand, a good stand. Uh, so if for those of you keeping track on our point system, uh, you get three points for winning a daily. Uh, Karina has Angela, so that's three points to her team. Woo. And then we've got Tyson on Tony's team, and that's three points to him. So for the Bam. first win of the season in dailies. Yeah. And it, it's a solid daily. You know, like, I love dailies like this. I forget, was it free agents that had, like, the same kind of daily start where they were on a tower? Except they had to run all the way up, and there was multiple different yeah. parts, like a mm-hmm. puzzle and then going off yeah. the edge. But I dig it. I really fucking like yeah, it. I would have yeah. I would have liked to see one more team fuck up or two more teams fuck up that had to run up the building. But you know what? They all did really good, like TJ said, and yeah. there we go. So with Angela Tyson winning and giving those points to Karina and Tony and Fantasy, they also get ten thousand dollars split between the two of them. So yep. their new bank account is at six thousand dollars, which is enough money that they are now qualified to run TJ's final. Yeah. They also get to choose who goes in against Kylan and Aza, which is at the elimination. And they don't name them till the till they get to the arena. Yeah. Once again, going back to the classic challenge uh, of yesteryear, which is not all these fancy lights and explosions and you get to see who voted for who it's last place in daily automatically goes in. First place chooses who goes against it. Uh, I think last time we really saw this was rivals three. Yeah. You know, and it's almost the same exact format as that goes. Um, So really enjoying this. Um, I did like what uh, Tyson said is (laughs) he acknowledges that now he has enough to make the final. So now all he has to do is survive. I also appreciate the term challenge bucks. Yeah. Challenge challenge bucks. bucks. Yeah. Very similar to Mickey bucks. Challenge bucks. That was now the official currency of the challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can buy it with your uh, NFT that I'll just screenshot. Oh my gosh. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So um, from this, uh, we go back to the house for the traditional house scene after a daily. I'm going to get everybody walking in. Um, And it first conversation we get is, uh, Xavier, Enzo, and Alyssa are sitting there. It looks like, I, I forget if it was like a foosball table that they're standing in Something front of. Something like that. Something like that. Anyways, they're talking and uh, they're kind of going over what they think uh, Tyson and Angela are going to decide to do with this uh, vote of who's going down against Aza and Kylan. And they're all pretty much on their, under the same page that, you know, it's not going to be any one survivor and it's not going to be any one BB as long as it's made up of those teams. Yeah, but if somebody happens to be a Love Island only team or Love Island amazing race, those are the teams that are more than likely going in, which, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, in this early in the game, 
they're not going to take a shot at one another's major alliances yet. It's just no. not going to happen. No. Or their own shows. No. Yeah. They need the least amount of blood. And that knocks it down to three pairs. And yeah. that's James and Shannon, uh, Cashel and Kyra Kira and uh, Sally and Giovanni. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it starts the reoccurring theme of what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, which was Shannon mentioning that, you know, maybe she's not ready to do this. It's too much for her. She doesn't really want to be there. And this is kind of a reoccurring theme through the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, and then uh, goes to a goes to a confessional of Alyssa. And I like this, which was her saying, you know, I want Kylan and Aza to get out and not be in this game, it's just too soon. And I still need them as the numbers. And, you know, it gives me an appreciation. I know this is just rehashing what you guys and I've already said is, you know, all these people have done these social and strategic games before and have an innate understanding of it. And it makes the game and watching it even more entertaining to me because I know everybody gets it. There's no real layup, you know what I mean? So to say. Yeah, and uh, one of the things to, to kind of further that point, um, on the podcast, Tyson had actually said, like with Survivor, you have to be so aware of how you get rid of people because mm-hmm. the people that you get rid of ultimately turn around and then vote for you to win. Whereas this, when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, so we you don't can do just that take them out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And it allows for that messier, more dramatic game that I think we're all really big fans of. Yeah. Um, yeah. From here, it, you know, it goes into the winners and uh, of the daily and losers of the daily meeting with uh, Tyson, Angela and Kylan and Aza. Um, and, you know, they go through the same, you know, pretty rigmarole of everything, which is, you know, who they do lay you out, want? Yeah, they lay out the three teams that Tony just listed and ask yeah. them, which out of these three do you want? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, up uh, initially, uh, I believe uh, Kylan mentions that they would no. Aza mentions they would either want uh, Sally or Giovanni or, or James, James and, and Shannon. Shannon. And uh, Kylan says he'd probably go James and Shannon. Just mm-hmm. going off size is what I'm taking it as because you know I think Giovanni's actually bigger than Kylan. Yeah, um, dude, he's huge. Like when yeah. we were we were watched it, um, like we watched it to take notes. He's on the same like riser step thing as like Ben and Danny, but he's like Ben and Danny almost come up to like his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So he was either standing, he was either standing on like yet another platform or like he's, he's just really tall. Yeah. But like, I, and I'm, also like every time you see him, he's with Sally, which is like a height disparity to begin with between the two of them. So it's like, I don't know, but the only time that I saw him, because Sarah asked me to point him out when we watched it the second time through, I pointed him out and then she was like, Jesus Christ, he's huge. And I was like, yeah, like he's a big dude, but I didn't realize I, again, I don't know if it's like a height thing or if it was a perspective thing, like he was closer, they were further, but he looks like he's like on par with them, if not a little bit taller than them. And they're two of like the bigger guys in the house. You know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to Google that shit and see if I can get an answer. See if he's like six, six or what the <laughs> fuck the answer is on that one. Once again, we get into the reoccurring theme uh, in this meeting, which is Shannon not wanting to be there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes him lean towards that. And uh, I actually wrote this quote down. So I'm proud of myself for that one. Cause I did make you pause it for like 10 minutes to do this. Yeah, you did Let's see facts. Um, Tyson says, five, so, eight. <laughs> 
Are you serious? He's five eight. Wow. Okay. Um, that blows my mind. That's uh, wild. So Tyson says uh, during this meeting in a conf- or it cuts to a confessional of him, and he goes, "So supposedly Shannon doesn't want to be here. I don't even <laughs> care if that's true or not. Secretly, I don't give a flying fuck, dude." Get them all out of here. <laughs> and uh, to me, this might be quote of the night, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, this might be quote of the night. And I also yeah. want to point out how fucking awesome I thought it was that if you stream the episode, it is unedited. When we watched it live, it was all bleeped and all that, like normal TV and shit. But if you go and you stream the episode on Paramount Plus, it is unedited, just like All Stars 3 everybody's cussing everybody there's no bleeps and i am so in love with it it was awesome i wouldn't know mm. also Aww. uh danny mccray's six foot one so i don't know why giovanni looks as tall as he is in the photo they might have put or him on like the a they might have put him on something so that he matched up with the guys on the back so he's not standing in the front with the girls it's the bucket hat he wasn't even wearing the bucket hat he's all natural obviously not <laughs> <laughs> um Anyways, uh, I think the next confessional is Kylan talking about how much he's trained and how confident that yeah. he is in himself and that no matter who they put him up against, he's he's going to come back. I, I like this one. I was going to I just add this in here because I know it'll make Tony happy. It comes to a confessional of Angela talking about how Tyson is the strongest in the house, the most strategic um, talks about him playing pickleball. And mm-hmm. well, and they, they tell each other that their rider dies to the end and they're going to have each right, other's yeah. back and. You know, like, so that was another solidifying moment between those two. Yeah. So. Sorry. It just makes you. Heartbreak. Yeah, I know. It's happiness for this first episode. The next scene. And guys, I'm going to be honest. I fucking love this. Um, First, we get them walking out of the house because they're going to go out. And Tasha says, you know, how much she's. I I don't know the exact quote I didn't write down, but how much she enjoys this. Because when you're stuck on an island, you know, you're with all these people, you're starving. There's nothing to drink. And now you're getting to go out to a bar and have adult beverages. Yeah. So living the high life immediately cuts to her dancing. It's it's a new thing for almost all those people other than Love Island. Like Love Island is the only I don't know if they get to drink on that show. I don't watch it, but. I know it's a party thing. I assume it's like AYTO, something like that. So like there's alcohol and shit in the house and whatnot. But like you don't get that in Big Brother. There is no fucking alcohol. You might get like a bottle of champagne that you have to share with your house guests on opening night. And then again on like final four, I think they give them like a bottle of champagne. Final three, sorry. Um, but that's it. But you share it with your house guests. So it's not like you're getting fucking toasted and survivor. You get a big fuck you unless you get lucky and win a reward, which has like a giant mug of beer in it or something, which I've seen in some seasons, but it's not a guaranteed thing. Like, so, you know, this is something new for them. And it was cool to see how excited everybody was to like, get to go out and party while filming the show and, you know, drink and dance. And it, it was a cool it was a cool moment. Yeah, because sometimes you get like wine at the merge feast. Yeah. It, yeah, or something like that. Okay, it, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. And then this last season, didn't Jonathan get that mug of but, beer looking yeah, like but, Thor from Doctor Strange yeah, or whatever? But even then, like the wine at the, you know, feast or whatever. Like, I think I've seen somebody get drunk on Survivor one time. And I know I haven't seen all of the seasons and all of that. And I don't even remember what season it was, but I know I didn't really like the guy. They were out on a boat having a feast out there. I think it was like pizza and beer. And he just kept drinking beer and got wasted and then had to go back to fucking <laughs> to the beach and, and like just go to sleep. Dude, I bet he was miserable. Oh, my God. Anyway. OK, sorry. Moving on. 
Um, also, I do like the fact that once again, it's not, uh, it's another season where we're not in the isolation tents partying forced yeah, by production. Yeah. It's, I didn't know if it was an open bar where the public was there or if it was just a cast in a closed bar. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, sure. nonetheless, it was a cool scene reminiscent once again, a consistent thread in this recap mm-hmm. of classic seasons. Yeah. Um, Danny points this out and it's pretty obvious that Love Island is uh, bringing the party to the house. So to answer your previous question, yes, I do think they drank a lot in their show. In Love Island? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I believe he's... Um, Go ahead. I believe he said that Love Island is going to be in for a hard lesson. Yeah, yes. they are. I feel bad for any one of them that has to go against one of those guys. They honestly. were like dancing and twerking like uh, all over the place. Yeah. Having a great old time. Um, but they do understand that they're going to be targeted. I will give them that. Like yeah. they're not, they're not dumb. And they had a conversation where they talked about, you know, they're like, yeah, we understand that people are going to come after us. And Sally even makes like a little funny, you know, sarcastic kind of confessional where she's like, everybody wants to be like love Island. You know, they're jealous of us. And, you know, I love her energy. I think she is so fucking cute. And, uh, you know, but at least they understand where yeah. they, where they stand in yeah. the house. I think, I might catch shit for this, but I'm going to specify it like this. It very much reminds me of the Lavender Ladies, not based on their skill level and playing challenge, but how close they are and how they instantly become a target when all of them are together like that. Yeah, those three girls, uh, Sally, Justine, and uh, Kyra Kira. Um, <laughs> we will figure out how to say her name by the next episode. We promise you guys. We yes. promise you guys. We're just, we just don't want to do it wrong. Yeah, we're covering yeah. our basis right now. Watch like, us be wrong with both of these. They're both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, her name's oh, Frank. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> weird. It's pronounced strut jet stream. It's Norwegian. <laughs> if you're anyway. a parent, you're welcome. Oh my um, gosh. So. One thing that I and this is where like even once again, yeah. more respect even to the Love Island people. Um, the next scene is uh, I believe it's Giovanni, James and Cinco and Cinco. Cinco. Yeah. Sitting there and Cinco's throwing out the idea of let's throw the hardest people in there to go against Kylan and either they take out him or. You know, vice versa. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Cinco, you're like the biggest motherfucker in this house. Yeah, that's you're, you're going to be the you. one. That's you. That's <laughs> yeah, you, bro. bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then, of course, James is like, uh, I think it's going to be one of the teams that are either Love Island only or Love Island Amazing Race, which is me and Shannon. Yep. And, uh, and, it, God, he's just got such a good read on the game. And then credit to Giovanni, too, because you don't really see shit from Giovanni. But in this moment, he puts on a good read on Tyson, mm-hmm. which yeah. is knowing that he's already won the million dollars. He's not here to make a big move right away. He's here for the long game. Yeah, he, he yeah. needs something that makes sense for him. Exactly. And and it's the same thing that James says. And mm-hmm. so uh, credit to both those guys. I know they didn't get a lot of airtime on that or Giovanni didn't. But yeah, I. I think after seeing this and what happens after the bar scene, Mm -hmm. James might be, like I said earlier, one of the top strategic players in there. Like, I don't necessarily want to put him over Tyson or Xavier yet, but he's up there. He's right there with them. Yeah. Like he, he pulled off some amazing shit and just to kind of like put some more backing on the other side, there were so many people like putting up a fight to Tyson and Angela and just like spreading word around the house that 
James and Shannon is the one to go. Like even Tiff sat down with Angela and was like, look, Love Island has, you know, the least connections to anyone here. Like we don't have any connections to them. You know, Shannon's emotional. She doesn't want to be here. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it cuts to her confessional and she's like, I just want to make sure that somebody gets put down there that that Kylan and Naza can beat because I don't want them leaving, you know, which is completely understandable. But again, like it's just all these people are are all falling in line with James and Shannon being the one that needs to go into elimination, you know. And so James goes and he tells Shannon and he warns her. He's like, hey. You know, people are starting to ask me about you. They're asking if you really want to be here, Um, you know, so you need to be ready. Like we might get picked. And, you know, Shan's like, dude, I've I've changed my attitude about that. Like I've I've been more positive and like I want to be here. And, you know, and he pretty much tells her, like, you know, don't panic yet. Just be ready in case. But don't panic. I'm going to go to work and, you know, see what I can do. I did like that. The next part was James is kind of like story about him and how he became competitive. Mm-hmm. I yep. really like that because it gave us yeah, like, it was, it was good. Once again, it gives us a, a deeper information on who he is as a person. And, you know, he, he talked about growing up as a feminine gay male and not, and not really ever knowing that he was competitive until he kind of came into his own and accepted who he was and realized like, I actually have a hell of a competitive streak, Yeah, you know? And, yeah. and I appreciate that learning about him, you know, you get, get that, a little bit meat to the bone, right? Yeah. Yep. And it was uh it was really interesting too, not to discredit his play, because he absolutely like went around the house and got shit done. Um, but apparently he and Tyson had a conversation and Tyson was like, You need to go and talk to Kylan and you need to talk a big game about what you can do, and you need to make him realize that his best option is not you. And then that's when those conversations like and again, like James was already having those conversations, but he sort of went to Kylan and was like, I'm basically good at this, this and this. And like Giovanni and and Sally, are you like your better bet? And then by the end of it, Kylan was coming back to Tyson and like, you know what? We're going to go with Giovanni instead. Hmm, oh, is that's that was that's what Tyson was saying on his podcast. Yeah, because he was saying because again, like. Um, James was the one that Tyson knew the best out of, sorry, out of the four that were sort of like potentially up for elimination. Yeah. So he obviously wanted to keep him because he would be able to work with him more. Um, and he had that, that friendship because they are bunk mates as well. So he had said like, if you want to make something happen, then you need to convince Kylan that you're not his best bet. Yeah. I know they go into further detail and we'll dive into that a little bit. I'm yeah, just going to go yeah, in chronological there, order yeah. of it. Um, so from there, we get the everybody getting ready for elimination shot, except for, of course, Tyson and Angela. They are completely she, safe. She still looks so freaking cute. Oh, my God. I love her. I'll give you a second if you want to talk more about it. No, it's fine. I just love her. And she's so cute. And her outfit's cute. And I love Angela. I love Angela. There we go. Be ready to hear that all season, guys. She's going to be cute and I'm going to love her every damn episode that she's on. <laughs> so uh, they get to the elimination area and you know what? I'm just going to say this right now. Thank you, Challenge USA, for not calling it purgatory or the Troika doom house or whatever the <laughs> fuck ever else they've thought of over the last few years. They called it the arena the arena. I, I do now want the uh, elimination area for 38 to be called the Troika Doom House. Though. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> I, also, I also wrote the arena in brackets 
a normal name exclamation point <laughs> yeah. mine is the arena eight exclamation points because i'm really <laughs> excited about that <laughs> um and then uh TJ announces that, um, well, he doesn't announce, but if we you're a challenge vet, a fan, you know what this elimination is. As soon as you see the 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 pyramid shaped monkey bars with a giant, giant rope. ropes. And so the elimination. Balls we're gonna, in. <laughs> hall brawl. <laughs> a puzzle. It's, it's wrecking wall. It really wall. is a puzzle, actually. <laughs> um, it, we're getting not so fast. Um, the classic where CT beat Darrell in Invasion. Uh, fuck, there's been so many iterations of this, and they're all classics in their own way. You get a lot of different upsets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great, great elimination. At this point, they're getting ready. They call Kylan and Aza down. And this is where we kind of find out what happened in the house that they cut short. Hold on. The entrances, though. These entrance oh, shots with of, Aza and of Kylan? the competitors yeah, coming out. Fire, fire. So all-stars feeling. Like if it, like all-stars, how, too. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. they were doing down yeah. that little hall as they'd come out into elimination. I love these shots. I love these shots. So I just wanted to freaking point that out really quick. Super no, awesome. Like, and how badass everyone looks when they're walking out of the house too, because yeah. there's still so many of them yeah. and they're all such formative players. And also like, I appreciate the fact that for the most part, it's not um, like songs. It's a musical score yes. when they're walking out and it's so good. It's so awesome. Yeah. Is, is it, it John is. Williams? I'm joking. It's not. Um, it might be like Hans Zimmer. It could be. Jesus, oh my Fuck. God, you guys. Um, so at this point, we're getting ready to find out who Angela and Tyson are going to choose to go against Kylan and Oz in this elimination. And uh, it gets to Angela and Angela says, we're going to be picking Giovanni and Sally. Yeah, she, she picked Sally and Giovanni. What? Music? Tyson, yeah, Tyson <laughs> says, I agree with my partner. And then we get the flashback of what happened in the house. And I know this is something that you wanted to talk about, Karina, what happened. And because you're a fan, a big fan of James. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go ahead and dive in. Yeah, no, um, of course. So, yeah. So j- apparently after James had left Shannon. Um, and, and, and Shannon also went to work. I don't want to make it sound like just James was doing the work, but you know, James went around, talked to a few different people around the house, including Derek X, Kyland and, uh, Tyson, of course. Um, you know, Tyson, he pretty much offers his allegiance to, um, you know, and gives a little confessional about how he knows that, you know, Tyson is a smart player and he's, his thing is always going to be, you know, what do I get out of this? What do I benefit from it? Um, And his goal is to get to the end. And so, you know, James says, you know, he hopes that he can be, you know, a a part of of that for Tyson. And so, you know, allegedly there's some kind of alliance that is, you know, or agreement. I don't want to say alliance, but an agreement maybe um, that is made there. But, you know, like Tony had said a minute ago that he heard on Tyson's podcast is that James was also encouraged to go and talk to Kylan, which he did. Um, He talked to Derek X and he pretty much told Derek X, he's like, look, like Shannon is going to be Aza. Like she's going to be Aza. And so he was just kind of going at different angles here. Um, Shannon also approached Angela and, you know, made sure Angela knows like, hey, look, I know I had a rough start here, but, you know, I'm in it. My head is in it. My heart is in it. And I want to play the game and I want this. And, you know, and so it cuts back to the the arena. And that was kind of what ended up changing uh, Tyson and Angela's direction direction and sent them down the road of sending in Sally and Giovanni. I love the cut where it goes to Tyson saying, 
You're welcome, James. You owe me big time. Yeah. So and, and that's what it is. Yeah. And that's where I want to I'm going to I'm going to kind of cut off for a second. I want to ask you a question, Tony, because you're the most familiar with Tyson's gameplay. <laughs> and I would assume Tyson is a very close second favorite of yours to Malcolm. Is that yep. a fair assumption there? I would say that they're like a coin flip. Yeah. Like a one A, one B. Yeah. Yeah. OK. How do you think this Tyson James relationship plays out in the future? Do you think Tyson honors it or do you think Tyson kind of drops it first chance he gets? I think that James could very easily be like a Jervis to him from his blood versus water season, Mm -hmm. which was like they had a really tight two um, and they let it ride. Because really, if you think about it, yes, he's in like he's part of Survivor. You've got. Danny and Shan who played on season 41. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't really have had much interaction with them. They're also new to survivor um, on the podcast. He said that the person that he knows the best would have been Dom and he's played blackjack a couple times with him Yeah, since Dom season, which was like 36. Yeah. Um, so again, fair, like not a lot of contact um tasha i don't even know if he would have necessarily had the opportunity to interact with and sarah and ben were not with him on season 40 winners at war they were kind of working against him so there's not really a lot of survivor alliance for him to side with beyond the fact that survivor has numbers so i see him making like individual alliances to suit what's going to get him further. Yeah. Um, because like he always, like he says as well, when you go to emerge like, or not emerge, but like a tribe swap. Yeah. He no longer looks at the people from his previous tribe as his alliance. He's right. now looking at the people he's with now because he doesn't know if he's ever getting back to the original alliance. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, and I think, I think this little confessional from him, you know, also touches on the fact of like, when you're playing a game like this, there's a lot of different types of currency. And right mm-hmm. now, James owes him a favor. And, you know, yep. that's a huge currency for Tyson to have in this game, to have been the first winner, the only male qualified for the final. He's got the one of the best females in the house at his side. He's got people coming to him offering him deals and favors like he's literally sitting in the best position he possibly could at this moment and so yeah he's setting himself up for success in the long run to be able to call upon those favors um and i think it's fucking smart yeah it, it yeah. was smart for him and james like this is Agreed. one of those situations where you watch something play out and it's like both sides benefited from it and it just it feels like a really good partnership and i'm excited to see how they play together moving forward and and yep. not to hype them up too much or anything, but from what we've seen in this first episode um, with how everything's working, understanding of the game, you've got two of the more uh, intelligent people as far as understanding how this game's played in these early stages as we've seen and are fairly strategic now paired together. Yeah. You know, so that's yep. going to become an issue, you know, yeah. at some point. Anyway, so we uh, get into the elimination. Uh, Giovanni and Sally make their way down there. TJ announces they're playing, of course, mm-hmm. um, not so fast, and explains the history behind the game, which we've already done. Yeah. And if you're a Challenge fan, you know the history behind this. <laughs> um, there's going to be 250 feet of rope that they're going to have to try to knot up to the best they can. During, 
I, I enjoy this part because I, I just like when karma comes back. But yeah, um, while they're getting ready and we're getting the confessional of Ozza and Kylan talking about how they're going to do, you start hearing Giovanni talking in the background, just talking. They're shit. like yelling. Yeah. Yeah. And they yell a couple different things. But Sally the one and, and, yeah. is Sally and Giovanni. But the one that gets me is uh, Kylan's trying to say something. And Giovanni goes, we didn't pass out on 22 flights of steps either. And Kylan just goes, uh, we'll let the victory be loud for us. And I really appreciate that, uh, yeah. that humbleness, but yet like, dude, I'm not going to, yeah, no. Yeah. And at that point, I feel like Giovanni was really lucky. This wasn't a Paul Russell or a hall brawl. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't know. I mean, Giovanni's a big guy too. I don't know. Ooh, he's I don't know eight. if I'd want to see, but I mean, he's a big guy. I think Kylan's like fucking six. Did you see Giovanni's fucking arms? Did I you? would not. I don't know, man. Kylan against him in a pole wrestle. I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to Google no, this No, we don't right have now. time for that. But, but anyway. I'm just, anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we go, go ahead and get started. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't really break down not the rope. They got no. the rope in the jungle gym and start going up they and down and making knots. Uh, 20 minutes. 20 and minutes. Yeah. And then switch. To me, it seemed like Aza and Kylan had the better communication as a team throughout mm-hmm. and were working just more fluidly as a team. Yeah. Um, but it was still close. It wasn't like it was one sided. It could have gone no. either way while they were nodding up. They they had pretty similar strategies. Maybe Kylan and Aza were more about weaving it top and then come down into the knot and then top again and come yeah. down the knot. They were like building it like right in that corner and using like that little corner of the bars. Yeah. But still just kind of that same approach that CT had where you just make this giant knot in the middle that people can't really get through instead of weaving it in and out of the bars, you know. Whereas, like, it seemed like Selly and Giovanni, like, went over the top one time and then just started tying knots at the bottom of the pyramid. And so the ropes were all intertwined, but they weren't twisted into the bars or anything like that. So it was just about pulling, you know, the rope out. And and, and that's, you know, like you said, the winning strategy is what CT did is you get it going up a couple times and then you knot that about five or six times. Then you go up two or three times, knot that about seven times and to wear them out. So they're not going to be able to keep climbing by the time they get to those last set of knots. And pulling that heavy yeah. ass rope through the top. So, I well, mean... And- Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I just, no worries. I was just going to say like, it's so different as with a partner, like yeah. not so fast with yeah. a partner is intense because like Durrell versus CT was Durrell versus CT. They each had a rope. They did yeah. their thing independently yeah. and they were able to do it and like make a big old knot. But these guys, they're tethered together. Then they're tethered to the rope and they have to get two people through each loop, which means that you can't make the loop as small as you would if it was just one person, because you have to be able to get both people through and then tie it tight. Yeah. So it's a whole different dynamic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, they did that on Battle of the Seasons, um, the yeah. one from 2012. They did that on Battle of the Seasons, and it was kind of the same thing where it was like it was kind of the same approach, but there just weren't those really tight knots. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's just, it's just a lot harder to do it when you've got two people. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and honestly, and that might've played a factor in this because it seemed like Kylan and them both had a similar strategy or had the better strategy, but they seemed like they were both in the same place at the end of the 20 minutes. It both seemed like they yeah. set up pretty solid fucking knots and it's, it's a coin flip yeah. at that point. You don't really know. Yeah. Um, and then they get started unlock, uh, uh, unnodding them. And uh, I really like 
Tiff's, uh, you know, commentary about Kylan once again, <laughs> and then uh, how they have a very special bond. And I love how she's like screaming instructions at them and then acting out the instructions like they're stopping and looking up at her. She's like, move it like this. <laughs> I'm know? like, they're not paying attention to yeah. you. <laughs> um, it, but like I said, it, you know, it looked pretty even, but uh, Kylan and Oz are able to pull it out. And yeah. And uh, I'll be at a few uh, fake eyelashes down, but they are able to win. Um, that was hilarious when her like fake eyelash was just like chilling on her like cheekbone right there. Right. I was like, oh, like, she didn't give no fucks. But you know what? People can talk shit about her kind of gassing on that 22 flights of stairs, but she put in 40 minutes of fucking hard, hard work yeah. with Kylan because Kylan was pushing her and making her do her part. Yep. And obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, it's redemption for her. And so uh, you know, they get the win. They stay in. Giovanni and Sally have to call it a call it a season. Yeah. Um, but you know Which what? Sad. It is. It really is. And I, I like Giovanni because, yeah. you know, he gave us that gameplay and then you get to see another aspect of him here. And I know you wrote that down. I did. It was his uh, it was actually his closing confessional um, after, mm. you know, that TJ said bye to them and everything. It was his last confessional. And he's like, you know, going home first. He's like, it sucks, man. We fought hard. We gave everything we got. And I'm still cracking jokes, still being who I am. It don't change nobody. And I was just like, yes, dude, I love this. Like the energy, the fact that you're not going to let this tear you down. Like the fact that you understand it's a fucking game and, you know, it just wasn't your night. But that doesn't change you or how you feel or, you know, anything like that. I loved it. And, And again, I love his energy. I honestly feel like. We got, I don't want to say we got robbed because there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. We got a little bit shortchanged yeah. on this one. I feel because I feel like he would have been a great, great character throughout the season. And I would have loved to see him develop. I honestly hope that to, to see him in some sort of fashion, whether it's, you know, I don't know how they're handling this CBS cast and CBS challenge and MTV challenge and flagship. I don't know how all that's happening, but I would definitely love to see like if they do another challenge USA season, or if they allow these players to come onto MTV, I would love to see him there. Like I would just love to see him have a little bit more time um, and really see how he plays the game. Yeah. Agreed. Like I said, I feel like we got shortchanged a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, So at at this point, TJ, TJ lets us know that when you win an elimination, you're also taking the person you beat money. So yeah. uh Giovanni and Sally had a thousand dollars uh each in their account. So that moves over to Kyland and Naza. So they both now have two thousand in their personal accounts. And uh TJ tells them congratulations and tells them to go ahead and rejoin the group. Um when they get up with the rest of the group, uh TJ announces that uh a surprise and uh <laughs> it cuts to Tiffany and I've got this one right this down. might be quote of the night. It, I don't know. It man. might be but <laughs> Tiffany goes I don't know what TJ has up his sleeve and TJ thinks that everything is funny and nothing TJ thinks is funny is funny to me. (laughs) And uh, That is the truest thing ever like said about TJ on the fucking challenge. Right. Everything he thinks is funny is is not funny. (laughs) Not for the cast. It's funny for us. I don't know. That Thailand thing from All Stars 3 was pretty damn funny. Yeah, that was pretty fucking funny. Um... But at this point, TJ announces this big twist called the algorithm, which is basically it's a randomizer for your partner for the rest of the season. Um, You'll never have the same partner twice until it's, you know, 
no longer mathematically possible to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, and you'll never be partnered with the same person in back to back rounds. Right. Tyson and Angelo were pissed. Everybody who likes Tyson and Angelo are pissed. This is such a huge fucking game no, changer. No, but I'm just saying they were pissed. Did you yeah. see their faces as soon as TJ said well, that? They like, were the fucking winning duo. They were like, oh, Nobody man. Was- just even the way they hugged each other was just like they were both so fucking deflated. Like, uh Like, don't get me wrong. As great as, you know. I'm sure Danny is as an athlete with it as being a former NFL player as great as Shan might be um, as great as Ben might be as great as, you know, Sarah and Enzo might be. This was the team. Yeah. Like I don't almost anything, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, like even Tyson said, he's like, you know, we planned on steamrolling this whole fucking season. Like what is this? man? It just sucks. So I have a question, though. Did anybody yeah. else pick up on the actual wording that TJ used to describe the algorithm? No. What do you mean? It randomizes your partner for the elimination. He didn't say challenge. I went back and listened to it again. I didn't pay attention. He to that, said so that I have it, no idea. it randomly selects your new t- teammates every elimination. I think he just means like at elimination at the end of the elimination they're going to do the randomizer and that's who your team is for the next challenge. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So do I, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be something crazy like that. It's not like they didn't just fucking do that in spies, lies and thick thighs. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. (laughs) Spies, lies and thick thighs. I was going to say, find out next time, (laughs) Wednesday, nine 30 on CBS. Uh, Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. No, that's, that's basically it. Like, he specifically said it resets every elimination. So I yeah. wasn't sure if you meant like at the end of the every elimination or at they the beginning. reshuffle the teams <laughs> right. or if it's individuals are going into elimination and anybody who's not safe is potentially randomized into that spot, which doesn't yeah. really make sense. So I like when I heard it, I was like, I there's like more to it than that. But I went back and rewound it and I was like, it does specifically say elimination. not every challenge and the other thing was it's on the wall in the arena it's not attached to tj's atv right yeah they're gonna bring out the fucking spin wheel from duel (laughs) or whatever it probably is that is at the end end of the elimination of tj will get to push his special little button that does nothing that you know production is really controlling everything behind the big black curtain but, you know, TJ will push, push a special button and it'll randomize it and then they'll go home knowing who their partners are for the next challenge. And that's how, how man, I see that, it breaking down. But, you know, you never be a know. a boring process because it's like there's a lot of people there. And it's just like, yeah, hopefully let's go. Let's see who Tyson's partner is and then push the button. And what about Enzo's partner? Yeah, it's going to be something like that. I don't know. They're going to come out with 28 different shades of color. And it's like, so yeah. lime green matches with lime green, <laughs> forest green with forest green, oh and aqua with aqua. But I'm anyway. colorblind. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it pretty much cuts off here. We get a, a final closing confessional from James. Where he's like, you know, the algorithm is cute and all, but I love to be in control of my own fate. And who knows what this thing has in store for us, Um, you know, and just again, kind of leaning back on the fact that, you know, with this twist, none of these shows, none of these players can really like 
use their alliance within their show to like steamroll the season because you never know who you're going to be paired with, you know? And so that's going to make it really fucking interesting because these survivor and BB players, um, you know, even amazing race. I don't know much about love Island, but you know, these games, these original games are the alliances within them tend to be very fluid already. And so that's what these, a lot of these players are used to is very fluid uh, you know, moving alliances that change all the time with like at the drop of a dime. And then you're also throwing this twist in on top of these people who are still trying to fi- figure out how they're going to approach the challenge. And so it's just like, I don't know, for me, it was so exciting to see something like this. I know a lot of the fans like the twist, but don't like the algorithm thing. I think it's going to be really freaking interesting to see how this all pans out. Um, And then The only other and very last thing that I want to point out about this episode before Rick breaks into the um, the season preview. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll let you break into the season preview. But before we get into the season uh, preview, there is another very important uh, shot or scene or or screen or clip or whatever you want to call it that comes up after James's um, final confessional. And this is the credits scene. And for all the challenge fans out there, like mad that CBS stole our show, I just want to point out that it literally tells you right here, these are the same fucking producers. It is the same people, Julie, Justin Booth. It is the exact same people making this show. So I just want to point that out because so many people are so convinced that this is like a ripoff that CBS has done. It's the same people, guys. It literally tells you in the credits. Next time on the Challenge USA. <laughs> Not even next time. It's yeah. like the full season preview. Yeah, so we actually do get the full season preview. Uh, and I kind of broke down what was said, who was said by if it was uh, clear, clear, <laughs> um, and then some speculation as well. Um, so the first one is Shan saying, we cannot trust Big Brother. Facts. That's facts. Um, Enzo. Smart girl. Yelling, don't fucking sleep on me. Facts. Facts, because made it to the end and BB both times on social almost completely. Um, And he's the fucking meow meow. Let's go. go. Um, Then we get a clip of Sarah. And I believe she is talking to Angela, but it's not confirmable. And she's like, I'm not scared of you. I don't think I think she's talking to Angela, but I don't think she's talking to Angela. I think her and Angela are talking and she's just like talking about somebody else like, bitch, I ain't scared of you. Like just but not to Angela, but talking about somebody else. That's how I read the scene. But could be. I don't know. Maybe she is saying it to Angela's face. I just and it could be, you know, playback on what Angela said earlier about being intimidated by Sarah. So could go either way. But it did look like Angela sitting there. And then we get the montage of some badass dailies that I can't wait to see happen off the side of vehicles, yep. hanging on giant fucking shit. I don't even know. Just production looks like they went all out on some of these dailies. Yeah. Um, then we get a clip of looks like it's Shannon saying, if you want to play dirty, we can play dirty. Um, and then uh, it gives us a clip of some of the eliminations. And these yeah. are the ones that I really caught off top and I know they're going to be in here. One hall brawl. Woo. The next one is a pole wrestle. And from what it showed, female pole wrestle. Yeah, it could be Angela, but it could be someone else. We don't know for a fact. And then it looked like a ball's in. 
uh, elimination. So we could get three of the most, you know, traditional, you know, cliche challenge eliminations where. Plus, we already got not so fast. So that's like four classic challenge elimination games. But those three in particular are where stars are made in the challenge. Like, think about that's where Derek K made his name. You know, that's where Abe made his name and balls in against Brad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where Bananas got smashed by Darrell, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, you know, we don't need to go into Hall Brawl's yeah, history. We know, know about it. Um, but with that being said, looks fucking badass. I'm stoked. I'm even more excited to get back on this fucking podcast next week and talk even more about nothing but Challenge USA because we'll be able to break down all of it by itself because obviously all stars is over now. Um, yep. Now, uh, real quick, why don't we go ahead and uh, do we want to do fantasy or MVP? I don't care either way. I'm just going to go MVP real quick since I'm already on it. it I'm going to keep it simple. They won the daily Angela and Tyson because just a badass team. And unfortunately we're not going to see that team for a while. So there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those are my MVPs for the season or for the season. <laughs> They are my picks for the season, but they are my MVPs for this episode. (laughs) Um, But anyway, no, I I, they killed it. I don't need to elaborate any more than we just spent like two hours telling you guys how fucking awesome Tyson and Angela are. By the way, she's super fucking cute and I love her. So anyway, um, moving on. (laughs) Tony, who's your MVPs? Same MVPs, same reasons, although honorable mentions to James and Aza. Yes, I love that. I I love it. I'm going to throw Kylan in there. Hell of a performance and elimination. Hell of a fucking way to motivate your partner on uh, the mess up of going, you know, on the math problem and having to go up the stairs. So, yeah, that's that's fair. I would also give my um, my MVP to James. I think what he was able to accomplish and pull off with very little um, actual friends and alliances, because like they're the smallest team there. There's only three amazing race players. Um, And so he did. It's not like he had this huge alliance to go like help him run around and get, you know, people to change their minds or whatever. Like he put in some work. Um, And so I will give it to him. um, But what's the fandoms? Yeah, that's what I was going to get. So but I find that pretty fitting. So I'm going to run through. We also pulled um, all the fandom on our IG for the MVP for Challenge USA episode one. Um, No surprise uh, for the males. Tyson got uh, MVP with 54% of the fandom voting for him. Um, Angela for the females, she got 57%. Um, So obviously everybody, you know, agrees that they definitely gave the best, uh, you know, performance on this episode. But what I found interesting for the guys is that in second place, so what would be like an honorable mention or runner up, um, we actually had a tie and it was Kyland and James who both tied um, at 20 percent each. So that's pretty cool. So, I, you know, again, that kind of lines in or lines up with what, you know, we all just said. And then for the girls, um, the runner up would have been Aza. She got 20 percent uh, vote. And then right behind her would have been Shannon. Uh, she got 17 percent vote. So, you know, kind of seems like we're all kind of on the same page and that so far the fandom is on the same page as, you know, as far as what we're looking for in the for MVP titles in these um, in these new challengers, I guess. You know, I can't even like call them like survivors and Big Brother anymore. Like they're challengers now. So um, that's just really exciting. 
Anyway, um, and then really quick, I'm sorry. uh, Last thing, um, we also put up a box, you know, because we only gave certain options for the MVPs. We put up a question box to see if anybody else wanted to shout anybody out. Bree Snook, I believe it is. Um, Even though Shannon was an option, she still wanted to make sure that we knew that Shannon was her MVP. So (laughs) shout out to Shannon. Um, She provided a lot of entertainment this episode, and it was kind of cool to see her you know, storyline kind of flipped from her, like being like no confidence in herself to all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I'm here. I I want to do this. Um, So that's dope. And then uh, the other one that was submitted was it's Nisi, And um, they put in cachet all day, every day. So um, shouts to cachet her and Derek X absolutely killed that daily. And like I said, they yeah. were like first place, but if Ty, if Tyson and Angela, you know, had uh, Tyson and Angela and then Desi and, and all of them went afterward. But up until that point, like Derek X and Cash Cache had a really good uh, chance of winning that daily. So I definitely understand that one. And uh, shouts out to both of you guys. Thanks for taking the time to add in people that we didn't already have on the poll and uh, shout out your favorite players. So. There we go. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go through and run through this fantasy season real quick so we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so we put a poll out uh, to get what you guys thought about our teams uh, and who you thought was going to win out of this year or who had the best team. Uh, Josh got first in the voting. I was second. Tony was third. And Karina came in fourth. I love. Okay. I just want to say that last episode we were talking about like taking polls on the team and all three of you motherfuckers were like, nobody ever picks me. Nobody's ever going to pick me. They're always going to pick Karina when we take polls on the team and look who came in fucking last place and who look who came in first. That's all you guys. (laughs) That's because the poll was on your team, not you. I'm just saying we yeah. were talking about who Doesn't was the matter. MVP of our episode that we recap. No, it's gonna be you. no, we were talking about polling for who they thought was. Yeah. Was the we better MVP choice. The, no, MVP. the MVPs of the episode of our episode. Like, yeah. Like of us. Yes. Yeah. Of us. Yeah. You'll win that. Yeah. No, this is about your, it. your team that you fantasy draft. It's not about you. So we, it, Karina, we're at the bottom because people like big brother more than they like they survivor. Do. Hey, you know what? They gonna learn. They gonna learn today. <laughs> yep. You gonna learn today. Okay. So, um, the way the points break <laughs> down after the first episode, uh, Tony is in fourth place with 25 points, even though he's got the daily winner and the second most confessional points was six in Tyson playing the long game. Yeah. Woo. You got, you got kind of hurt by Cinco and David, uh, with a combined total of one points for confessionals. So yeah. that, yep. that one kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, Josh uh-huh. is in. Uh, yeah. First episode doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what happens when we're at episode five. Yeah. Uh, Josh is in third with 31 points. Him having Kylan, who got the most points or tied for the most points uh, for confessionals with eight and then five points for the elimination win. Mm-hmm. So Josh is at third with 31 points. Karina is in second with 32 points, having Angela and get the daily and six points in a confessional. Sealy or Sally got six points. James got seven points. Uh, just some high confessional counts for you. Yeah. Uh, and then me uh, in the lead right now with 36 points. I lucked out. I got two of the I got two guys tied for the most confessionals with eight it, with Danny and uh, and Aza and then Tiffany with the second most with six. 
uh, plus Oz's five points for elimination. So that kind of put me in the lead. Lucky episode. See what happens next week. I doubt Oz goes into the elimination twice in a row and wins. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but you never know. Those crazier things have happened in the challenge. Um, um, what Real quick. Go one, ahead. One, one more time before we uh, close out, because I'm sure that that's our next thing from yep. here, because we've been on here for fucking two Too days long. now. Um, but just again, once again, a shout out to Challenge Stats. That's how we are going to be keeping track of our confessional counts this this uh, season. So, um, you know, if you guys aren't following them, make sure you go follow them. We'll have them linked below. Shouts to Challenge Stats. Thank you, guys. And please, um, please keep doing these because we're relying on you. OK, thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> look, I don't want to take any more time uh, from you, from us. It's late. It's super early for Tony, but he still Woo. better get some Z's. Um, <laughs> so for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, who does all the work, the editing. I can't say even my last name. It's late. <laughs> Karina Hayes, who does all the work the editing uh, makes us sound good, makes us sound like we actually know what the fuck we're talking about. We're not just <laughs> rambling for four hours, which we do. Um, and then lastly, uh, to Tony stats and info, Lance doesn't always have the info, but always has the stats. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> he has the info on the players. Okay. Just not episode names. Because <laughs> they're boring and mm. all about the USA. Yeah. Where do I live? Where Paramount plus doesn't air it. Uh, yeah. so ending on that note we hope you folks have a great <laughs> week um, and to tune in tomorrow for episode 2 of the Challenge USA and then catch us next week with another recap to get you going um, from all of us thank you guys so much be good to each other love you later bye